My name is Lennon Burton, a.k.a. Youngboy Dewitz, a.k.a. The People's Champ, a.k.a. Beard Gang is in the motherfucking building. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's episode 142, and we video, nigga, we live. <laughs> my nigga Doom to the left, my nigga Brooklyn is to the bottom, we lit. Now y'all y'all can know what we look like, it is Liddy. I, but joining me is always my co-host, Mr. Brooklyn, as well as Doom, but I'm going to introduce them in a second. This week, we have a very special guest. This week, we have Baton Rouge rapper Jose Xavier on the pod, and we're here to talk about his new album. And look, every guest I bring on the pod, I am a fan of, but I got to give Jose the stamp of approval because this album is fucking flames. No skips. It, it The message is, is great. It has a three-level message, a story. Y'all got to check this out. And I don't like, I don't even do this. Y'all got to check out Might Not Be Alive, Jose Xavier. Might not be alive. That's our special guest. We're going to get into the interview in a little bit. But let me introduce my boys, the brothers, Mr. Brooklyn. Brooklyn, how you doing, bro? I'm doing good, baby. I can't complain. You know what I mean? Another day, another dollar. <laughs> I see you. I see you, boy. Doom, how you doing, my brother? My nigga, my nigga froze I'm a little good, bit. My brother. Can't complain. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm yeah, glad. We... I don't know what's going on. You ain't tripping on me. Yeah, I'm you... good. Doing doing too much on that computer, bro. Close some of them programs. Yeah, yeah nah. I mean that computer tore up though, cause he got on that porn running on it. <laughs> <laughs> he tripping, bro. He nah, tripping, nah. bro. <laughs> Dude don't have no porn on that. Doom is the anti OnlyFans nigga. Like, so. nah, I didn't say it was OnlyFans, bro, cause that probably keep your computer running good, cause it's probably <laughs> it's probably like they probably downloading like by the by the. The, uh, the kilobytes. Things ain't even big. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, the OnlyFans niggas is wildin'. But today, we got some fire stuff on the agenda. We brought another bracket. We got the best black actor slash actress bracket. We're gonna be discussing a little later in the show. We're gonna talk about Teddy Riley. We're gonna talk about the Jordan doc, as well as French Montana is fucking bugging. We're gonna get into him. But I wanted to bring up this to y'all. Now that we in quarantine, Everything's going along. Certain governors, and specifically the Georgia governor, is talking about reopening Georgia to all the businesses. And I got an Atlanta conspiracy. I feel like this nigga is only opening things to get rid of black Hollywood, to kill off the black people in Atlanta so they can reclaim their city and get every get all the, the, the black levels out of Atlanta being one of the most influential black cities. To me, this reminds me of the Oklahoma Tulsa bombing, but this is the legal way to do it, to get niggas out with corona. Because the first thing he said, oh yeah, barbershops gonna be open, strip clubs. Nigga, you're just trying to target black people. Like, what is, is this a viable conspiracy or am I tripping? I'm I'm with you, bro. I think <laughs> it's definitely possible. You know what I'm saying? I know they don't like that shit. Because Atlanta is a nice city, bro. And black people really took over that bitch. And, and look, I, I know I'm on my Umar Johnson shit, but I just feel, why else is Georgia the only place opening? Like, well, you, what you got? Well, what, what you telling, Brooklyn? See, that's what I was going to say. I was, like, was going to let you finish. But the lieutenant governor of Texas said, 
There's more important things in life <laughs> than living. Okay? He said, and I quote, there are more important things in life than living. If you're not living, what's more important? So therefore, <laughs> I have to say that he's not the only governor. The thing is, is that they playing, they playing this weird game, right? Where you thought we was all in this together, right? That's what they've been saying the whole time. All Everybody's working together. But now that it comes time to who gets Get the open money. first, <laughs> all of a sudden, it went back to the, the red and blue. So all these red states in the South are together. South in Carolina, opening. Tennessee, Texas, they ready to bust the doors wide open. And all of them, oh, hold on, hold on. Can we can we look at the numbers one more time? That's so I don't thing. know if it's really just those is just Atlanta because it's not Tennessee is not a black state. Oh yeah, no, not Tennessee. No, 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 no. See, I didn't know Tennessee was opening. That kind of tears my conspiracy. Yeah. Texas, they trying to get rid of them niggas in Houston, baby. Yeah, I'm about to say Texas, Austin. Texas got two to three big places where they could just wipe them, annihilate us, like they, for real. They trying to get rid of them niggas in Houston, the Mexican and my Latino brothers in San Antonio, and them hippie white people in Austin. That's what. That, and there's still a lot of black people in Dallas too. Facts, big facts. So we gonna see. I, I that's just my conspiracy theory for the week. Uh, Doom said he agreed, but he was about to talk about that Brooklyn thing. Doom, if you got anything else to add, you more than welcome, Bro, my brother. It's it's crazy because I don't know if y'all seen today. Uh, the Las Vegas mayor. I was shame of my city, bro. Out <laughs> on that, she said she want to open up all the casinos, everything back up. They was basically telling her how the CDC Brooklyn was talking face. about how the how the the worst is is coming. And that basically, if she invite hundreds of thousands of people to come to Las Vegas, then go back to their respective states, basically you're creating a Petri dish for Corona. <laughs> yeah, you're sending everybody exactly. back to where they're they going. You know what I mean? And they was asking if she had any kind of, like, measures or anything to keep social distancing when it reopened. And she was like, that ain't my job. I'm just mad. No! <laughs> she was going to kick the doors open Bruh, and just she is crazy. run. Crazy. Oh. Yo, that is nuts. Like, do people not realize that this is how all pandemic movies start? Like, this, like that's contagion. That is World War Z. This is like, what the heck? Like, she, she don't have no plan for that. She's just opening up them. She's trying to get that money back. Yeah. Right. She's just like, we need this funds. And I bet you all the people that's like that's on her side that was out there cheering like a motherfucker. Yo, yeah. that's why I'm Open so proud of Louisiana. Louisiana's like, nah, we are staying closed. The the New Orleans mayor uh shut down the city. The the numbers are starting to level out. Like Mardi Gras was bad for us, but nobody knew that at Mardi Gras. I'm not gonna blame that black lady. Like Trump wasn't right. taking that shit serious. Nobody was taking that shit serious. But yeah. now that now that she got the numbers and seeing everything. Keep this shit closed, bro. I am not like Lafayette is at a good spot right now. I am in no rush, bro. No, and, and no look, rush, bro. I all can still that go mean, to the liquor store. I'm in no rush. My thing is, if y'all gonna try to bail out fucking Walt Disney, if y'all gonna try to bail out Apple, all these fucking billionaire companies, AMC theaters, send Regal the theaters. public, send the public money, dog. Send the keep sending these stimulus checks. Take care of the public because fuck that shit. Because we don't know how bad this is. We're not even in the summer. This is the start of it. Like Dr. Fauci said, we shouldn't be going to concerts and basketball games until next fall, 2021. Yeah, like, 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 I'm like, yeah. what, bro? Like, how you trying to reopen stuff? Yeah. And then there's certain governors saying, you know, like, yeah, we're going to kick the doors open, baby. Let's and open so, everything. And, and then doctors. like the doctors are saying, you still shouldn't be going to concerts. You shouldn't be going to sporting events. The college, the college season... The, college, Over. the entire college athletic season, like, 
for fall, spring, fall, winter, and spring of next year may not be a thing. And y'all still saying, let everybody in. Look, to me, this shows we need to take our vote serious and vote these dumbass niggas out of here. Like, especially if you're in Texas, bro. If you're in Texas and you hear somebody tell you it's more important things than living, <laughs> you cannot reelect this man. Please do yourself a favor. Bro, bro, bro more important shit than living. Um, what's the name, Dr. Dr. Oz? Y'all heard what Dr. Oz said? Wait, what Dr. Oz said? This nigga said, um, that it was time to open the schools back in Florida because it's only a 3% mortality rate and only 3% of kids is gonna die. <laughs> Dr. Oz, bro. Well, I mean, Dr. I'm Oz. glad it was Dr. Oz because, I mean, I didn't trust him in the first place. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it makes it a lot <laughs> easier to be like, okay, cool. I believe he said that. <laughs> Doctor, but why, yeah. why would you say that? With like, like people with, with like, people Do- don't understand their voice. Like, if you know so many people actually but do they, believe what you say. You probably shouldn't say those things. Is they audience? Yeah. Is they are like I don't see the major white doctors on these talk shows doing this. Doctor Oz know he got a lot of black viewers. Doctor yeah. Oz know what he's doing. He like it's just, and I don't like to play the race card. That's not my thing. But it's just, it don't look right right now. It just don't. A lot of stuff just don't look right right now. And that's just my conspiracies. I'm glad we discussed this, fellas. Uh, let's get to the Jordan doc, dude. What you thought about the Jordan doc, bro? Fucking with it, bro. I can't wait till Sunday, man. Every I Sunday seen, is uh, the wave. Yeah, that's a fact. They uh they brought back the meme. What's a uh, big dude from New York, a rapper dude? When he made that shit, he went in the subway and threw the cookies at the dude. And he was like, "Give me two more. Them <laughs> shits is good. Oh Give yeah, me yeah, two yeah, more. yeah, yeah, yeah." That's how I felt, bro, watching them episodes. Give me two more, bro. Because I ain't know all that shit was going down within the organization. Like, some of that shit, I was actually learning shit. That's what I did. I called my pops after, and I was like, yo, pops, how the hell did Jerry Krause get away with breaking up Michael Jordan, not paying Scottie Pippen, and telling Phil Jackson to leave? He was like, trash owner. Like, I blame the owner. This is the owner's fault. Listen, listen, listen. They've been trash ever since. That's the thing. I love the doc, right? I love the doc. The only thing him? I'm not blaming Jerry for is for Scotty Pippen. Oh, um, let's talk about it. Look, remember how we, we always talk about this, right, on the pod? Bet on yourself. Facts. If I'm betting on myself, I'm not signing no seven-year, $18 million piece of contract. Nothing. I agree with that. I agree with Bet that. Bet on yourself. I agree with that 200%, but let me give Scotty a little bail. He has two disabled people in his family. Yes. And he wasn't very educated. Look, I'm going to call a spade a spade. What you mean? My dog graduated from UCA. They said he was a country bumpkin. That's what niggas were saying. Listen, he is a country bumpkin. Don't get me wrong. But my thing is, right, you don't even need that much bread to take care of two handicapped people, right? True. You already had your bread from your rookie contract. You built them a house, right? Because they said he built the house before he copped that whack-ass contract, right? You already had the bread coming in, baby. Bet on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, look, I can't disagree with Seven that. Seven years, bro. You got to bet on yourself. Bro. I, I was that, upset at him. Yeah. We're doing what you was about to say. You look like you was about to say something. Nah, I was just saying, like, especially when you know he was basically, if it wasn't for Jordan, he was like the, the second man in the league. Like, he was the nigga. And he you came know what I mean? with that mentality. The role player that he wanted to be better body. than Jordan. But it's like, yeah. And my thing, but to that point where Phil was like he was the second best, I don't know if he was better than Patrick Ewan or Charles Barkley 
or uh, or um Elijah on. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I don't know if Pippen was winning some championships like, by himself. Oh, <laughs> bring it in, bring it in, y'all. Real, real that in, Phil yeah, Jackson. I was like, hold on. But I respect Phil because that's his boy, and that's his. And you right. know, he had to hold it down for Scotty. Scotty should have got paid a little better, but that's that's just how it is. And I like the dog though because I'm learning stuff. I, but my thing is, I want to know more about certain things. Like I want to know more about his, his the backgrounds of Scott. Like, I wanted to go a little more in depth on certain issues instead of they were very jumbled up. They would go Michael College, Back to the Future. Yeah, I, a little I, bit I don't back. like that, that they were doing that. Yeah, I don't like that. The jumping around. Line. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like, if you got, what is it? It's going to be 10 episodes? Yeah. yeah. If we got 10 episodes, why are we jumping around? Yeah, we could have. I feel like I was in a Bobby Brown video. My prerogative was just pants. Just <laughs> we just everywhere. I'm like, where we going? And my thing was, I thought we was going to go to the back and then go all the way to the forward. Then we get to the forward and then we tell the story. I didn't understand some of that jumbling shit. Yeah. Yeah. We spent like a few minutes of my man's in high school and college. Then we was at him winning championship number five. Then we went back to his rookie (laughs) year. I was like, I don't know what's going on, bro. (laughs) In one episode. (laughs) And then there was the one where it was like, we so far, like, they got my they got my feet wet, right? We like we like four or five games in to the to the uh to the ninety seven season, and next thing I know, we talking about Jordan when he's five years old. Yeah, <laughs> how did we get here? How did we get here? And then the next episode, we go Scotty in high school. Then we go to Scotty before the draft, and then we go back to ninety seven, then back to draft and Scotty, and then we Michael Jordan playing his rookie year against the Celtics with no Scotty. That shit was just like, wait, what? Yeah. I'm like, yo, where y'all going? Who who <laughs> who is in control of the timeline? <laughs> but it's a fire dog, though. I'm not gonna even lie. It I, is, I'm digging. I'm learning stuff. Like you said, I'm learning stuff, so I can't be upset about nothing else because I'm still learning stuff that I didn't know. It'd be different if we watched the first two episodes and I'm like, yeah, y'all didn't tell me nothing I didn't know. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Then they'd have been in some trouble. And the next episode is the Rodman episode, and then we get, and I feel like in the Rodman episode, we're gonna get the bad boy history of him and Scotty losing to the bad boys, and then we're gonna get Rodman on the team, and then I feel like we're gonna go 91, 92, 93. Or uh, whatever championship, whatever championship years, because no, they said they talk about each of the first three Pete, and then they say Jordan talks about the conspiracy about his pops for a little bit. They say he does address it, and then we get to the next championship, and then like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten is about the main shit. Was 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 Scotty on the first three P or was he on the second three P? He was on the first because Jordan wasn't oh. the one without Scotty. Yeah, no, he was on. He was on. I mean, not Scotty. My, my fault. My fault. I meant. I meant Rodman. I, I meant Rodman. Rodman was on the second three P, right? Oh, they had they had Horace Grant and then and, and then on the first one. I, think, I think Horace left for the Lakers, and that's why they ended up getting Rodman. Let me see. They I traded him for Rodman. I think Rodman was on. Oh, hold on, I'm about to tell you. He won. Okay, he won. Yeah, he was on the second three P. Brooklyn, yeah. he was right. Yeah. yeah. So because okay, I was so, like that, they didn't. They needed something else to. Yeah. So we should get next episode. If it's our right, then Robin gotta be four. That next episode. Be back and forth yeah, and bro, bro. Like, wait. Mm. Uh-huh. We, <laughs> we gotta get the first three Pete. The first three Pete gotta be episode three. He gotta talk Maybe. about his pops in the first three Pete. And then number four, because we get two episodes a night. Right. Number four gotta be the Robin shit. And I think I think with the Robin one comes, I think it shows like Robin gets paid more or something like that. Yeah. And that's when really when Scotty Scotty like, mm, this ain't that enough. All he do is rebound. <laughs> 
<laughs> bro, the one, the one thing that got me was when Jordan was like, Scotty, you being selfish. <laughs> Nigga, bro, when he said that, I had to look up like, who you talking to like that? Like nigga, you make thirty five million just he from this the, year. All the, he pulling up to practice in a Corvette. All, all the all the sponsorships, like anyway. But let me say this: wasn't Jordan vet whack? Like he couldn't have had a cola car to say he Michael Jordan. First of all, his fifth was whack. All right. Yeah, so why why are we surprised yeah, that his vet was like completely custom, was completely um standard? I'm not. I wasn't shocked at all. I really wasn't. <laughs> bro, who let Michael Jordan wear some of them clothes, bro? What was he thinking? Bro, I don't know. See, this is what I'm saying. This is why he got divorced because sis, you wasn't even doing right. You was never doing right by him because you let him walk out the crib like he was still from Williamson, North Carolina. Oh, like, and then I got another question. Big dog. It's Del Curry had his kids shooting. Mike kids wasn't getting a lot. I know they showed Mike kids shooting, but they the shoot, niggas they wasn't one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that them niggas wasn't shooting. Why them niggas not in the league? They problem was something different though. They problem wasn't shooting. They problem was uh, <laughs> they just wasn't good. Yeah, and they wasn't <laughs> dealing with the they they couldn't deal with the fame from early. You could tell. Yeah, facts, facts. But no, this documentary fire though. I'm not gonna lie. This is what this is that shit. Y'all think they'll get to the shits on on what really happened whenever he had to go for the White Sox and that's what I that's what game, okay and all the shit with his dad. Do you think they actually get into the shits? Bill Simmons said he saw the documentary and Bill Simmons interviewed the person who made it and they do talk about it. They say Jordan addresses the conspiracy theories and everything. They say they talk about it, but I don't think they're gonna go super super in depth. I think we're gonna get like ten minutes max, 10, 15 minutes if even. But no, Brooklyn, it's gonna be like. It's gonna be generic answers like I I yeah, left. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah it's, gonna it's not gonna five, be about it's gonna ga- be five minutes, bro. But look, the mafia didn't. Be- they got many mafia members who then got out and said word for word, "We killed that nigga, daddy." Like, like <laughs> they said they did it, I, yeah. and I believe the mob. That's a fact. And I talked to my pops, and my pops was like, "Oh, because of the gambling debts." And he, I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Oh, I could believe it because Jordan had a lot of gambling, and he just thought he was Michael Jordan, didn't have to pay that shit back." Right, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, and he was so competitive, he just kept thinking double or nothing. Double yeah, or nothing. I'll get it back, like, bro. What are you yeah. doing? Pay me my funds. Like, and the thing yeah. is, you got the money, and when they if 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 they threaten my father and I got the money and I don't pay, I'm a whack nick. I'm clowning. Yeah, that's a fact, bro. And plus, I just don't see how he think we just believe that a nigga at the top of his game, the greatest player at that time, he was clearly the greatest to ever play the shit, just decided I'm going to go play for the fucking White Sox. Like, come on, man. The minor not, league team. Wait, like, no, not even, even playing in a big league. That's the like, thing. Not even the White Sox. He was playing for the Barons. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, boy, you playing on the Barons, though? How you leave from the the pinnacle of sports? You're literally on the the the, the cusp of a three-peat championship run. They have your billboards postered everywhere. Worldwide. Yeah. Like you in Barcelona, when I saw that Barcelona shit, that fucked me up. Cause like I know what that was, and that's yeah. pre-Barcelona becoming techno uh technologically advanced. And to have like just a straight up Michael, a black man, Michael Jordan, that's that's saying something, bro. Like, bro, he was literally the second biggest star in the world at the time. Like, it was literally Michael Jackson and, and Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. And that's like, why I saw somebody tweet this, Brooklyn. It was like, oh, you niggas overhyping this Jordan shit because if Beyonce dropped a doc, this would be way better. Than-. I was like, whoa, 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 girl. You got too much dip on your chip. Beyonce is not more famous than, than Michael Jordan. You are you out your damn and, mind. And you see, another thing, too, is that people don't realize the uh, the the pinnacle of fame that you can reach now 
is not the same pinnacle that it was 30 Facts, years ago. Facts, because we have social because media now. It's different. Social right? media will tear you down, okay? You can't be as high as you want to be because social media will tear you down. Michael Jackson and Jordan and those guys, like, literally, people don't understand, like, if, if Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo walked outside, that's how they get mocked. Yeah, facts. Social media or not. We don't have no star. We don't have no musicians like that over here. Like, Beyonce, I'm sorry. It's Beyonce. But, like, if she was, like, if she was messy over there. Oh, yeah. And that's the be- thing. Messi can't walk down the street. Cristiano Ronaldo can't. And that's how Jordan, like, to me, if you ask me the most famous Americans, it's Jordan, Michael Jackson. Uh, I don't know. Muhammad Ali is on that level for his yeah. time. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any actor on that level. Leon, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, I think he getting mobbed like that. I think Beyonce is getting mobbed like that kind of now. And, but she not as big as how big Jordan was. That's crazy. Hey, and I tell you something right now. Jay-Z and, and Beyonce have walked the streets in New York. Like, they was walking the streets in New York and went to go catch a movie. Like, my bro was, he was ripping tickets. It was like our first job. We both got movie theater jobs right after high school. And they would, he was ripping yeah. tickets in, in, uh, in Soho. And he looked up. It was a big-ass bodyguard. One. <laughs> one bodyguard. And it was Jay, Beyonce, and Blue Ivy. Yeah. Look, Doom, you one think we crazy? One bodyguard, dog. One nah, bodyguard. Because nah. Jay and them, didn't, they, didn't that same shit, they got on the train, right? Just with everybody yeah. else? And it was in That's New Orleans, too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Sure. Y'all dragging. Yeah, they don't have nobody fame more famous than Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson. They, yeah, they tripping. You ain't see when Homeboy was playing against me. He ripped. Up, he was like, "Can I have your armband?" Like he's taking the yeah. armband right off <laughs> on me. Like he didn't even let him take it off. Like, and bro, you give me this armband. Y'all saw when Mike looked at that kid. That kid tried to pass Mike that thing. Mike gave him. I was like, "Nah, nigga, nah, nah." <laughs> you just yeah. fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he and then he would give the look to like I don't know if it was his publicist or his assistant. Like, tell him, like, <laughs> oh, bro, he was killing me with that look. Like, why are you crushing that kid's heart? Just Mike, that be a man. Mike, that nigga, bro. That shit is hilarious. But word, that's all we got on the Jordan Doc. We'll be keeping y'all up to date as the episodes continue, and be sure for the most recent reactions, reviews every Monday on Bros Who Binge and tell the Doc's over. Me and Shuba gonna give instant reactions to the doc and everything that's going down. But we're going to talk about it here as well. Yo, I got to ask y'all, Doom, is French Montana wildin' when he says that he could beat Kendrick in an IG B-Battle? Bro. <laughs> Come on, man. Come. <laughs> like, man, French tripping. <laughs> and then what's crazy is he started picking with everybody that was saying, like, yo, you bugging. He got like, I don't understand how the, this is even a thing. Like, he got to be... <laughs> Just for clout. It gotta be. Like, my man's is only relevant because of Sway Lee. And Sway Lee came in. And Drake. You know what I mean? Because Drake like, gave him Pop Dad and all them other songs. Right. Hold up, right. hold up, though. Hold up, though. I'm, I will say, I will say one thing, though. If somebody was going to talk shit, the producer of French's, who's, who he came up with, could talk shit. Harry Fraud. Yeah. Harry Fraud could talk shit. Yeah, not French. The lyrics on the beats. The lyricist on the beats cannot talk shit. Especially, 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 especially the mixtape that got him hot, Mac and Cheese 3, is literally a, there's a collab on every song. There yep. is no song by himself. Like, I remember I was like, I had to be a senior in high school. And we were like, everybody, it was the, it was the album of the summer. 
But yeah. it was the album of the summer because he had Jake Hole on one thing, he ripped that. Drake. He had um he had Drake on one thing and Rick Ross, they ripped that. He even had shout out to my Jamaicans, he had Movado on a couple of tracks. Kill Max that. B. Like, yeah, Max B. I'm like, bro, you got a feature on every song. Mac yeah. Miller was on there, uh Currency was on there, like bro. But yeah. let, let me say this. I don't I think French is tripping. I agree with y'all, but I think he brings up a good point. I don't think Kendrick Lamar wins a lot of these IG song battles because no. they are hit songs and Kendrick Lamar are, is he playing the Taylor Swift hit? Like how many hit yeah. songs does kid like Kendrick makes great albums if we're talking about an artist, but in terms of an IG song battle, I think Kendrick could lose to J. Cole easy. I think I think Kendrick probably has five hits, like top charting hits, if I had to guess. And that's my like, like he loses to Drake for sure. Like okay. Drake, because I got I got a battle that I proposed for Drake in a little bit later. But Doom, you looking like we crazy? Who like can Kendrick take some of these people? I think so. Just because the songs, like I get that he don't really necessarily have like the the radio banger that's on rotation every five songs, but like shit like backseat freestyle. That's that, a come on, that's good, way, kid, Mad City. You know that, what I mean? that that by itself, like you got yeah, play. bro. But my question is, like, after think, good think, kid. And then he'd have to go to yeah. damn. Is he go to damn? Is he go play the, the bangers? I just don't yeah. know if he got twenty because the battles is twenty songs. I just don't right. know if he got like twenty to go against like chart toppers. You know I, what I mean? That's where it come in. Like if Travis went against Kendrick, and I know that's not a good example because Travis got the bangers, but like that's what I'm saying. Cole, I think Cole might be because Cole got hit songs, man. People don't right. give don't yeah. give Cole a lot of like Cole got. I think Cole got twenty. Kendrick got 20, but all, all the, like, for example, I think Schoolboy Q could be Kendrick. Because yeah. Q got, Q got bangers. Q got, Q got bangers, bro. Like, yeah. Q got, Q got hits. Like, Oxymoron, Habits and Contradict, Q, don't forget all of them, them ASAP Rocky features and yep. shit Q, Q was rocking on in the beginning. Like, Q got hits. So, I don't, yeah. I, I don't know. That's a good point, but I don't know if he'd be the one. Oh, no, because, French is not the one. Like, Rick yeah. Ross maybe could be Kendrick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, no, you, no, that's not even a that's not even a debate. You think you Rick got, Ross got hits? Yeah, Rick Ross Rick got forty. Rick, Rick, Rick Ross got forty hits. All right? He got forty. <laughs> Rick Ross got hits. Do you you looking yeah. you looking perplexed over there with the Rick Ross thing, bro? Because like I I wanna side with y'all because I see what y'all are saying, but I think Kendrick just too nice. He is. Think, I mean, think no, about, like, like even even the albums wasn't you know like the ones with the bangers on it. Like he obviously not trying to come. It, every song is song of the summer candidate. You know what I mean? Facts. I feel like he got songs. I'd, I'd have to pull up some track lists. I think he, I think y'all hey, see. We can pull up, we can pull up some, we can pull up I'm some a, track lists. I'm pulling up the Kendricks right now. I'm going to ask y'all about a song. But Ricky Rose, the first four albums, he got at least four bangers on each of them albums. Not oh, to yeah, mention no. his flops later on. Hold on. I'm pulling up Kendrick like, right now. He got at least two Two bangers on the flop albums after that. Okay, so we agree, Good Kid, Mad City. I'm gonna give yeah, you that, all those one. Okay, that would be that would have to be his cleanup hitter. Like he got that got to bring it home for him. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. That's one. A Facts. banger. Backseat freestyle two. Banger. Facts. I'm not counting the art of peer pressure. No. No. Okay. Yeah, that's not one. Money trees. Three. Yes. Okay. Are y'all counting poetic justice with Drake? If he's going up against oh. a rapper, no. If you're going up against rapper, we can't count it. Yeah. Because the rapper not going to play. I mean, unless you go up against Ja Rule. I mean, if you go up against Ross, are we saying Ross not playing ass in more music? 
No, he don't need to. He I mean, unless he hear him play that, then he don't really need to. Okay, yeah. so we, I mean, we not, let's not count poetic justice. Good kid, we count that. Yeah. Yeah. Mad City, we count that. Yep. Swimming pools, we count that. Oh, yeah. So, so we at six right now. Are we counting Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst? I love that fucking song, but that's 12 yeah. minutes and not, and. Yeah, I'm about to say, that would, that, that would be his, if I'm going up against J. Cole type shit. That's not the, yeah. if yeah, you're going up against so, a rapper in general, yeah. But so that we, is, so that we got six, we got six strong right now. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Compton featuring Dr. Dre. We count that? I would. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Seven. I'm counting Black Boy Fly because I fucking love that song. That song is that's a banger. Yeah. That's the one with, uh, with Mary? No, no. That's by himself. That's Black Boy Fly. Uh, oh, the next I used to one. be rapping about Aaron Aflalo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. So that's seven. That's Good Kid, Mad City, and that's done. So we got seven right there. Put, all right. To Pimple Butterfly. We count for free. This dick ain't for yeah. free. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. yeah. We count King Kunta. That's a count. Oh, I yeah. Count that yes, one. Sir. Yes, sir. We ain't even had to talk about that one. Hood <laughs> politics. I'm counting hood politics. Yeah. E- everything else in between there, you are right for sale, mama. I'm I'm not counting none of them. Yeah. Uh, you, y'all counting Black of the Berry? Nah, not really a battle song. Yeah. yeah. And, and so the rest, y'all know about the rest. All right, Untitled Unmastered, y'all giving any of them? There's one on there that I think is a banger, but... I can't even I think of it on my head right now. There is a battle song. Okay, not cool. So, battle song. So we at ten right now. Damn, uh, DNA, eleven. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, we count yes, yeah. Okay, element. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, that's three. Loyalty with Rihanna. Yes, sir. That's we have fourteen. Pride. I can't even remember how that one sound off the top. That's what I, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, I'm counting humble. Moment. Humble. That's yeah. fifteen. Yeah. Lust. I, I lust is like a that's a that's a chick joint. I don't, yeah, that's the yeah, that's the poetic justice. We gotta put that to the side. It might actually be either that or a uh, backseat freestyle. That would be his twentieth song, like well, the knock song. Well, he at fifteen right now, and with the knock countings, he he. I mean, he close to twenty. He yeah. close. He close. Now let me count Ro- Rose hits because I think Ross might have it undialable. Let's yeah, do Ross. All right, I'm gonna right, go to I'm gonna go to Ricky Ross. I'm gonna pull I'm up. Like, yeah. He got them. He got, not even like the club bangers. Like he got the bangers that made me want to go out the house and move the track. Look, y'all know how I get down <laughs> with the kids. I'm telling you, bro. I'll be in the house with the bacon powder. My mom, like, what the fuck you doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm telling you. That early rose. So on uh, Port of Miami, we got push it. Uh-huh. We got hustling. Uh-huh. We got uh shit. They got so many. We got the uh he could play the remix hustling with Jeezy and, and Jay-Z if he want, but we're not gonna count that. He got foot of low. Oh, he yeah. got he got crossed the line with Akon. Well, I'm telling you, I'm out, I'm out here. I'm he already got, cooking up again. I gotta he, find a big power. He got boss featuring Dre. I'm only gonna that's five off Port of Miami. Right. That's that's the that's the only five I'm gonna give. But I mean some people could say other things. Let's go to Trilla. Trilla, I, I see boss with T Pain. Speeding with R. Kelly. Oh, that shit was my shit. Maybach music with Maybach music number one with Jay Z. Luxury tax with oh that when, Doom Wayne fam when Wayne came on luxury tax. Tell me that shit wasn't fire. Hard, bro. That was hard. <laughs> I mean, so you are making your argument for Ross. So we got <laughs> we how much we had nine right now? Brooklyn nine. Yeah, nine. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna get off of uh because we could have said we shining, but I'm not gonna count that one. So we had nine. Let me go to deeper than rap. Okay, Ooh. Maybach music number two. Count. Ah, ah, ah. 
Magnificent with John Legend. Mafia music. Uh, Usual Suspects featuring Nas. Rich yeah, Off Cocaine. I'm going to get drugs. All right, that's the only <laughs> ones I'm going to do with that one. Let's move to the next one. Shit, let's move My to... My favorite all right. album. All right, which one we on right now? Let's see. We should be on. We on Tef? Oh, Teflon. Don. Teflon. That's my favorite. That's my favorite Rose album. Oh yeah. shit! Freemason with Jay Z. We count that one. Yep. Maybach Music Three. Yep. Uh, Live Fast, Die Young with Kanye. Kanye we came ca- on that shit crazy. Bro. I'm not gonna count Super High with Neo because that's a singing song. I'm not gonna nah, count that nah, one. Yeah. Blowing Money Fast with Styles P. Uh, Aston Martin music that's one of them ones that you know yeah, we I can leave that to the side we can leave that one to the side but that one is a fire alright let's get to the next one God forgives I don't ooh this one is a, Ross got that's some that's my album right there bro <laughs> I'm Ross, telling you bro Ross got some shit Three Kings uh, yeah. 16 with Andre Three Stacks so my favorite 20. song ever so 16 so, my favorite song ever bro <laughs> so sophisticated with uh, Meek Mill Mm-hmm. Uh, shit. He got he got dice pineapples, but we don't have to count that one. No, we're not counting that one. Uh, shit. And I, that's all the ones. And Jesus pro- pieces was hard. Yeah, that is. I'm looking with Stanley. Yeah, is that the yeah. one that these niggas can't hold me back is on? Did we count that already? Oh uh, yeah, that, yeah. No, no. We, I didn't say hold me back. That's on this one. Yeah. Pray for us. The intro is hard as hell too. Oh we yeah. Over, we over twenty. We had twenty four right 24. now. And then, and then we could get to Mastermind, Hood Billionaire, Rather Than You, and Port of Miami 2. All got b- bangers. And Black Market, to me, niggas didn't really fuck with Black they Market. on that shit, bro. But Black Market was fire. Like, fire. Uh, Doom, before we get off of this, how you feel about French Montana with Thug beefing? Thug said he got more hits than him. I, I, I don't he know. Dave <laughs> mumble shit, but way more hit than French. Way more hits. <laughs> You fucking with the thug Easily, over? Bro. Over French Brooklyn? I am a thugger, thugger advocate, bro. I <laughs> fuck with thugger, bro. Like when when uh when J. Cole was announced he was going on concert with Thugger for his last tour, I bought them tickets the same day they came out. I said, Thugger, Thugger and Cole, nigga, help me hit. Like we out. Let's go. Yeah, thug beating French. You you y'all right, thug beating French. That's a crazy beef. French gotta be trying French, to sell something. Yeah, I was about to say, I was like. French is a really smart marketer. He did drop he a wait. Song. He did drop a song. Uh, I think he dropped a song today, if I'm not mistaken. But that song don't even sound good. It's like you with can't that, trust them, New York that. niggas, man. You can't trust them. If they start the beef, they up to no good, bro. They got something up their sleeve. Tell me, <laughs> yo. Can't oh yeah, he got a bro. he got a song. That's a fact, and it's just by him. That's why he's trying to promote all his non-feature songs are garbage. <laughs> and like, and that's the thing too. Like, you can't try to reinvent yourself this late in the game, right? You've already made a statement for yourself. You're the feature king, bro. You do, yeah, it's making you bread. Keep doing what you're doing. And I honestly, know you don't want to break off other artists, but it is what it is, baby. If it's making you money, is it? It is what it is. I know New York niggas and the media was talking that he beat Tory, but I, I still think them Tory that's songs. Biased. Yeah, that's, that's a biased. Bi- that's a biased opinion. I don't think I don't think Meek Mill got more hits than Tory, especially if we count all his mixtapes. That's tough. I mean, because that's 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 hard though. That's hard because I'm, I'm just a Tory fan. It's definitely that debatable. Yeah, yeah, that one's debatable. 
But French, no, nothing's debatable with French. Like I can't. I'm I'm still trying to think of somebody who can he, he can fairly compete against. I've been thinking about it this whole time. French got to compete against like DJ Khaled with his features. Like <laughs> I don't know who that one. You know he would lose that Yo, one. Yeah, he would. He would. <laughs> so, he would have to do like uh, who the other nigga that tried to do that? Was that DJ Drama? Try yeah, to Drama it. tried to do that once. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That that's who he can he can compete against Drama. But like, I mean, stop. shit. I mean, look. If drama, if we count drama mixtapes, the gang. Well, he just come on and say gangster. No, grills, we can't do that. No, no, that's uh, cheating. That's cheating, bro. He don't say nothing. Because drama be there. Like low key. Let's think about drama the DJ. The ba- yeah, let's think about the mixtape. Does drama be Clue? Because I know you're a New York nigga, Brooklyn. But to me, drama beat everybody. Drama beat drama. Like that's what I'm saying. Drama is is like the mixtape kings, and then drama is way above that. Like yeah, bro, like, listen, y'all keep doing nobody. Thing. Clue killed this shit. You know, everybody did their thing, their little thing, whatever, on them intros. But, like, if I hear drama's voice... Yeah, if I hear Gangster Grills, you bastards, it's over. It's ready. Right. I know that this this album... All right, let's get it. I wish drama would have did something like Khaled where he would... But he tried. It just didn't work. Yeah. It's hard, bro. It's hard. Because once you... Like I said, once you get in the lane, it's hard to get out of that lane, especially when you've been doing it so well for so long. Yeah, that like, is nobody true. Nobody want to hear you drama. We don't want to hear nothing else other than the same stuff. All right, I got, I got a, uh, I got a uh, fictional battle for you. Hypothetical. I'm gonna start with Doom. Who wins this? Jay Z, Drake. Ooh. I knew that was. I knew that's who it was when you said you got one for him. I knew that's who it was. That's the only person. <laughs> it's it's so tough because I feel like like Jay, one of the people you just can't do him like that. But I, f- I feel like Drake wins any battle. Yeah. I don't know if anybody beats him, bro. Man, we talking about hits. We That's my thing. Hits. No, nobody can beat him. I don't even think Wayne beat him. Hits, nah. bro. We talking about hits. Like, yeah. yeah, we talking about straight hits, bangers. Like, nobody beat Does him. Wayne beat Jay-Z? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I that's, might not. That's, that I one would be, yeah. you that think, would yeah? be something that come down to, like, an opinion type shit. But I feel like it would be somewhere, like, even if we took, like, a poll, it would be so tight. It'd be, like, Wayne won 52 to to 48 or some shit like that. I think it depends on the judges. If it's like one of them, like, because if they get all the New York niggas in the comments. Like, we could do it nationwide because I feel like if they do it nationwide and they did it like that, I feel like it would. Yeah, it would. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm like. Because Wayne's influence from from the Southeast goes all the way to Cali. Yeah. Bro, they kind of stops. They tried to say, fat like, the Joe Budden pod tried to say mixtape fabulous would beat mixtape Wayne. What the that, f- that battle's going on right now, by the way. Is it? Yeah. Rory <laughs> Rory's doing, um he's doing Wayne and then the Maul doing Fabulous. Uh, yeah. Maul is crazy. Bro, mixtape Wayne. You could play from dedication, no ceilings, the drought. Like, bro, Wayne yeah. don't lose. What the fuck? And and bro, I understand that the soul tape shit was great. It I is on that. But come on, man. Wayne has like, <laughs> no, bro. at least 20 classic mixtapes, bro. Come like, on, man. The Drought 1, The Drought 2, The Drought 3, Dedication 1, Dedication 2, Dedication 3. We had six. No, no ceilings. That's no Indiana se- series. Like, come eight. on, man. Yeah. Stop playing. The, do we count the leak? Is the leak a mixtape? Yeah. yeah. You got to. <laughs> the, the pre-Carter 3 mixtape, the one that was all the leak Carter 3 vert, like... Bro, Fabulous does not win that, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. All you got is a soul Ooh, tape series. Yeah. <laughs> what other what other mixtapes? Summertime shootout. Mixtapes. <laughs> bro, I told Chris yes, earlier. He's literally the new yeah. age Ja Rule. What mixtapes? Yeah. Like he's the one that took the the I'm making baby making rap music 
torch into the after 50 demolished Ja Rule, Fabulous picked up the torch and brought it to the next, you know, the generation. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't get that. What you saying, dude? No, nah, I was I was telling Chris earlier, bro. I was like, if they let uh Fab win this battle, I'll never listen to the JBP ever. Again. Yeah, I might. <laughs> I'll I might. Never to yeah, ever say they their no. opinion is completely null and void. I'm yeah, that's some that at all. That's that some New York so bias, bro. Like they get, bro. you got you got to get over your biases at that point. Nah, but you know what's crazy though? I know a lot of dudes. I know a lot of dudes in New York who think Fabulous is trash. <laughs> But so see, that's I'm, funny to me that there's a bias for him. I fuck with Fab because though, but like he not the Fab's fans. Oh, women? women? Yeah, yeah there's a lot of women. Bro, like, yeah, bro, like they'll be the ones that be putting him in their top ten. I'm like, he's in your top ten. Yeah, no, not t- Fab, not top ten. Fab, like in the in the twenty to fifty range, anywhere you tell around. Tell me, he in top ten. I know your music takes trash. I'm like, say that, <laughs> sis. Can I get the check? Like, come on, bro. I'm not. No, what are you talking about? All right, I, I got another hypothetical battle for you. Who you think win Doom, Bow Wow or Romeo? Oh, Bow Wow. Bow Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Easy. Damn, bro. Easy. And, and you know, I always want to like lean into my, my Louisiana, Louisiana. Yeah. Bow Wow is the clear winner right there, bro. Yeah, that is. I remember when we were young. Bow Wow on, on against Soldier. Oh, and that's a good that one. would be a, a, a better one. But I still think Bow be Soldier Boy. You think? You think so? I, I don't know. I think Soldier got I, I got say Soldier. Y'all say Soldier? Oh, as far as like just hit strength, bro. Like we talking about Crank that was probably the biggest hit of the little new wave that ringtone era. Lynn gonna act like he didn't. Out of my sister, like hits though. I look. I uh, look. I like. Hold on. I'm gonna pull up. Let's pull it up. Then we doing it. Let's do it. I'm gonna I'm pull up yeah, Soldier. Speakers going banger and shit. Like, I'm gonna go. Fronting, bro. I'm gonna go Bow Wow first. Bed, turn my swag on. He fronting, bro. Hold on, I'm gonna do Bow Wow first. We're gonna do Bow Wow first because I know Soldier got hits. Let me do Bow Wow just so I can show y'all that y'all disrespecting Shad. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not disrespecting. What I'm saying is, you know what? You know who's a good person for, for Bow Wow to go up against? Fabulous would be a good person for Bow Wow to go up against. Bow Wow just because they both Fab would got be Bow Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, but they in the same kind of lane as far as what we could count for Bow Wow and what we could count for Fabulous in terms of the love making rap songs. Him going up against somebody like Soldier, Soldier knocking him out the park. So hold on, man. So, big Soldier. Hold on, big, man. We talking about Big Soldier. Look, not not him as a person. We talking about him as a musician. No, right? I know. Yeah. My my Apple Music was true. Hold on. So okay, Bow Wow got like you with Sierra hit. Shorty like mine hit. Yeah. Let me hold you down hit. <laughs> What, that's not a hit? That's not a hit? I'm laughing because you just made my point about they all love making rap music. Yeah, they yeah. is. He ain't they B-O-L-O-U-S. Come ain't on. thinking about you with Chris Brown. That's a hit. Uh, out of my system. That's a hit. <laughs> Girlfriend. That's a hit. Shorty like mine. That's a hit. That's seven. <laughs> Hold on, man. Hold on. All his hits is the same category. That's seven. Hold Ryan. on. Let's get, let's get down on Bow Wow Unleashed 2003. That's a hit. Fuck. Uh, my Baby. That's a hit. Facts. Uh, get It Poppin'. That's a hit. We had 10 right now. Bow Wow got 10. Uh, let me go two to... two of them. Only two of them is not about making love. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Soldier Boy bro, might win. <laughs> bro, he was killing it back in the day. Don't get me wrong. I'm telling you. He, he yeah, had me in the club. Uh, tell, bro, like, they used to kill it, bro. But I'm saying. 
Hold on, let me pull up Soldier Hits because Soldier might in win. In terms of me being in the skating rink as a kid, if I wasn't with no shorty, I didn't want to hear none of the background songs, bro. Kiss, kiss me through kiss. the phone, crank that. Pretty boy swag, turn my swag on, trigger finger, swing. So that's that's seven right there with swing. Let me pull up. I gotta get the first album. Why are they not showing me the first album? Because the first album got some hits on there. Uh oh, Bird Walk. Ooh, that's uh-huh. eight. Uh Gucci Bandana. Ooh. Come on, man. Bangers. Rubber, rubber band. Ooh, that's that's eleven. Yamaha Mama with my yums uh-huh. on. Oh, Soldier Boy, tell him. Yeah, these yeah, uh, Soldier Boy whoops his ass. Yeah, Soldier Boy be big soldier, like big soldier. That like speakers like, going why. hammer, bammer, bammer, bammer. Nah. <laughs> soldier was my bro, nigga, bro. Fingers for days, bro. <laughs> we don't give Big Soldier goo up his props. Yeah, bro. Facts. Why you why you think he went up to the Breakfast Club going crazy like that, man? No, you right. don't give him the props, bro. They don't be giving it to him, bro. <laughs> Y'all right, okay. Soldier Boy be Bow Wow, okay. I'm with y'all. Y'all can just going. To, he just be going to buy everything the wrong way. Yeah, Soldier Boy, he got the hits, bro. He just be going about things the wrong way. I'm, nev- I'm never gonna let you disrespect Fabulous again with that Brooklyn saying Fabulous should fight Bow Wow on the beat back. Fa- Fabulous bro. would whoop Bow Wow ass. I'm not saying that he wouldn't. I'm just saying it would be interesting <laughs> because they got all they love music. Like, man, look, and Ja Rule can Ja Rule can judge it. <laughs> and oh wait, let's do this before we get to uh to the main event. We saw Brooklyn was talking about me was talking about the Teddy Riley uh babyface battle. I know Doom didn't get the chance to see it. Brooklyn tuned in for a little bit, then turned off. But I saw all the old heads in there talking about babyface when and I know babyface boys to men and all that. And me and Doom did our R and B bracket and we kick, we kicked boys to men out round one because they make kids bop R and B. They make wedding music they don't make where teddy riley was making new jack swing he was making that i could fuck my girl to this or i could go dance to this in the club like right i'm sweating regardless though you feel me babyface don't have too many of them bro like and i felt like people were being disrespectful to teddy riley in that thing because teddy got hits and another thing with that too is that just shows you the age difference well not not only that but like the the new age of appreciation for producers mm. that we have as a generation that they did not have like yeah they don't, they, like the only producer I ever hear them talk highly of is um wow well, I just went like oh boy that helped Michael Jackson oh Quincy them. Jones yeah, yeah that's the only producer I ever hear old heads talk highly True. of. other than that they always talk about the dudes in the front like first of all these dudes credits are so long on their albums. They should yeah. not be the only person that you're giving the props to. Like, and look, the, without the producer, and I'm starting to see this more as like rap, like as rap and R&B continues. I feel like it was even more so in the back of the gap. These producers crafted these sounds. Without the like, the, without the producers, these artists would not sound like they do. Right, they would sound like they were singing in church, like they like, was when they found them. For example, Prince would have made it regard. Like Prince is one of them right. that's that's. But for like people like High Five, Kissing Game, that's yeah. Teddy. That's Teddy Riley. Yeah. Like, them dudes not getting found. They were singing in church, bro. Like, like Jodeci might make it, but, like, what for every Jodeci and Guy, what about, like, Black? how does Blackstreet get out of the church? Like, there's certain people that I don't think, like, Blackstreet doesn't sound like them by themselves without Teddy Riley. Like, right. it's just certain people. And I know people might say that's the same thing for, like, New Edition, but, nah, I feel like New Edition had these. Like, they was... They was there. Whereas, like, some of these bands and stuff, you got to attribute more so to the producer. 
Exactly, yeah. bro. Because a lot of them dudes but just had a voice. It's different from even like producers today. Cause like now it's kind of it's easy to just hop on Fruity Loops and make beats, you know what Facts. I mean? If that's what you do. But like these producers, bro, we talking about people who knew how to play keys. <laughs> yeah. They was writing actual well-written songs. First, yeah. Doing some crazy right. shit. Yeah, no, Teddy was ki- yeah, no, dude, like, you make yeah, a great them people playing real point, bro. real yeah. music. They're like they're not just they're just not going on Fruity Loops hitting the uh uh a Kai pad one. Yeah, they're yeah, not just bro. doing this. Like when you learning how to play the piano and the guitar, that shit that take years. Years, yeah. Years to and master. These dudes knew how to play like six, they knew how to play like six instruments. Bro. And then like, look, yeah. playing the keyboard, then go go jump on the talks box with the little thing in the mouth, yep. and then do the guitar the same. Like them niggas is like nah, you right, we gotta give them people they pride. And, and that's what I love about these IG battles. I hope this brings back more of those super like I hope that makes people want to step their game up because right I don't know how many artists from our generation will last in tw- like I don't know how many of these if you do a hit battle like I don't know if some of these artists will be able to do it 20 20 years from now like I could count the ones on my hand whereas back then they got some like some of these producers with somebody you hear so many great music that it's like that transcends they're there forever like will right. Metro Boomin be able to deliver a beat battle in 20 years. I don't know. I, I know right. 40 will. I know Boy Wonder will, but that's because right. they work with Dre. Like, it's like, yeah. I don't know if, for example, will Tay Keith be able to do one in 20 years? Damn it. I was just about to say, Metro gonna have to go up against Tay Keith. I was just about to say that. Like, yeah. I was literally, like, that's what they're gonna have to go up against each other, bro. And I, I caught, I actually caught some heat for saying what I said. It was a maybe two or three episodes ago. We was talking about this exact thing. And I said something about Uzi. And I was basically saying, like, bro, 20 years from now, we're not looking back at I agree. catalog like, oh, my God, he was, you know what I mean? Like, it's amazing. I don't think Uzi is ringing off at the family reunion 20 years from now. <laughs> Fuck no. Like, that's, not, that's not happening, bro. I'm like, turn around that, like, what but, the hell but, you just played? People, people was mad at me for playing. Yeah, no, you got heat. People was mad, bro. Doom got heat for that. Like, he really did. I love Uzi. Don't let me, don't let that get confused. I love Uzi, but Same. I just don't think. Or is like that type of talent. He he's not that. He's not that. No, he's bro. Not. There's no way in 20 years when we are like in our 40s, we playing trap this way at the family reunion. <laughs> no way. I can't. I really can't see me doing it. I A can't. new panic. New panic on my wrist. No, no we're not doing that. We're not doing that. I'm not even playing Love Is Rage at the family reunion. I'm not playing. The, I'm not playing none of that. I'm not playing. The, the only one maybe is P's and Q's, but that's just because that got a, a a nice sounding beat and the lyrics right. aren't too bad. But like, I'm not playing. All my friends are dead. No, right. I'm not playing none of that, bro. Like, yeah, it's slow, bro. I'm not playing that. <laughs> no fucking way. All right, but all right. Oh no, we have one more thing before we get into the main event. Young Money Radio. This Friday at 7 Eastern, Lil Wayne is hosting his very first episode of Young Money Radio. He's going to have heavyweights calling in to discuss sports, music, uh, comedy, and everything in between. He says he's going to do the first couple of minutes on IG Live and then jump over to Apple Music for the full broadcast. Are y'all interested in Young Money Music? I mean, Young Money Radio, I'll start off with Doom and then we'll get to Brooklyn. Bro, I still don't even really know what it's for, what's the purpose. Like, It's just him... It's just him doing something in quarantine, just doing like a radio show with Apple Music. Like, you know how OVO Radio was? Or Queen Radio? He said he's going to be right. talking sports and mute and movies and comedy. So I, it's going to be like a I'll talk show this, with Wayne. I'll, I'll check it out 
It yeah, might I'm be game. I give it a chance. So I mean, it's it's good enough to get my attention. But and Doom, this is this is what we talked about with the Carter Five. It's like, oh, whatever Wayne most recently dropped. When we was talking about him, it's like I do want to see him do this podcast. I want to hear if Wayne can talk sports. So maybe this could be it. But like you said, I'm gonna just give it a one episode shot and then see what's up. Because I don't know how this is gonna pan out. Brooklyn, you interested in this? You seem like nah. I'm, I'm gonna like like Doom said. I'm gonna check it out. But I'm going in with the bar set really low, baby. Because <laughs> uh, it seems like every time Wayne talked, he put his foot in his mouth. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you are gonna talk freely? He better than Boosie, though. Yeah, Boos, yeah. but Boosie ignorant, bro. That's different. <laughs> we already discussed Boosie. Boosie ignorant, yeah, bro. Like you can't stop to. that. I just have to throw shots at Boosie, you know. I just, See, but the thing is, like, he even drinking that Boosie juice. No, yeah. fuck no. <laughs> Don't do that to me, nigga. No. <laughs> <laughs> even when Wayne would be on like like ESPN and shit, bro. Like I don't think you know what I mean. He because like I ain't gonna lie, he's smart enough to make great points. I just don't think he's like the person I want to listen to talk for three hours. You know what I mean? Oh, no, no, no. He got to have a 30 minute show, 30 to 45 max. Like I need an hour max. That's it. Don't go over the hour because I don't know what you're going to say once we get to hour 30. Unless you're telling stories. If you're telling stories, I'm here. Tell me all the stories about you and Cash Money, all that shit. But if you're just talking about your sports opinion. Oh yeah, I no, don't no. want to hear that for that. No, no. Hell no. fuck no. Hell no. <laughs> All right, but let's get to the bracket, the main event. This is the best black actor bracket. So I'm gonna go through. We got the North Re- Brooklyn will rename all these regions, of course. But we got the North <laughs> region, the South region, the West and the East. Let me start off at the North. <laughs> will Smith at number one. He's a one seed taking on Terrence Howard eight. Wesley Snipes, number four, taking on Chris Tucker, number five. Number three, Alfre Woodard, taking on The Rock. Number two, Samuel L. Jackson, taking on Halle Berry. In the South, we got number one, Eddie Murphy, taking on number eight, Monique. Number four, Octavia Spencer, taking on number five, Kevin Hart. Number three, Taraji P. Henson, taking on number six, Mahershala Ali. Number two, Forrest Whitaker, taking on number seven, Queen Latifah. On the East, which is the top, uh, of the bracket, taking on number one, Angela Bassett Mike versus Michael B. Jordan. Number four, Jamie Foxx versus number five, Viola Davis. Number three, Morgan Freeman taking on number six, Regina King. Number two, Jeffrey Wright. And when y'all see our bracket, I misspelled Jeffrey Wright's name. Yes, he did. That Jeffrey Wright <laughs> is a white dude. Jeffrey Wright's name is Jeff Free with a J. But that Jay Omar will be seeing him. <laughs> Jeffrey Wright taking on Martin Lawrence. And then in the south and in the West bracket, all the way at the bottom, Denzel taking on Ice Cube, uh, one and eight. Number four, James Arnold Jones taking on number five, Cuba Gooden Jr. Number three, Whoopi Goldberg taking on number six, Chris Rock, and then number two, Lawrence Fishburne taking on number seven, Don Cheadle. Let's start off on the north. I'm gonna start off with you, Doom. Number one versus number eight. Will Smith versus Terrence Howard. Who you got? Come Maine. on, man. Come <laughs> on, man. You know it, Will got to win that one. I yeah. love Terrence Howard too, bro. I love the, the ignorant shit that can work in mainstream. Like, I love it. When people can be black in mainstream, I like that shit. But come on, man. Terrence Will Howard, fuck, Terrence Howard <laughs> fucked himself up. Black in mainstream. <laughs> Terrence Howard... Terrence Howard fucked himself when he left Iron Man. That nigga should have stayed as, as War Machine. He couldn't he, help himself, bro. He asked for more money than Robert Downey Jr. He was clowning. Yeah, he what is wrong bro. with he you, He ignorant bro. for that. I never knew that. You, bro, you didn't know that? Didn't know. Uh, that nigga asked for more money than Ro- Robert Downey Jr. He was like, oh, 
I need more money than him. Well, like, nigga, you are not Iron Man. You war machine, nigga. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> so, all right, I got Will Smith as well. Brooklyn, I know you got Will. Yeah, we got Will, man. Hell Come yeah. on, man. Come <laughs> on, man. All right, let me jump to Brooklyn because this is hard for him. At number four, I got Wesley Snipes versus Chris Tucker. You would think it would be that hard, right? But it's really not for two reasons. The first reason is Chris Tucker, like, had the, you know, he had mental health thing going on, whatever. He stepped away from Hollywood. Rush Hour is not strong enough. Oh! For me to put you over Blade, baby. Hold on, let me give you some Chris Tucker movies before you discredit my brother. I'm not discrediting him. I'm just saying. (laughs) Give it to me, baby. Give it to me. All right, so we got Rush Hour 1, 2, and Mm 3. We got Money Talks. Mm -hmm. Fire. We got... uh, Friday. Friday. We got Jackie Brown when he was Beaumont Livingston. Mm-hmm. We got the fifth element. Yeah. And we got Dead President. So that's, yeah, that might not be enough movies. To it's, not enough. it's not yeah. enough. It's not enough. It's not. That's what I'm saying. Like, as a comedian, Chris Tucker, that's my guy. Like, literally, like, I completely modeled my, my, my comedy when I was a kid after Chris. But as a movies, as actor, yeah. Yeah. As an actor, bro. Yeah. Dude, that's not even hard for me, dog. And yeah. you know how, how many times you have me talk about West last week? Yeah, no, you're right. You, you knew this wasn't gonna be hard for me, baby. We talked nah, about That's true. Oh shit. Nah, you made and a I, good point. I already got I already got my uh I got my what you call it for this. This this bracket, this one's called black action. This oh, this, bla- this this my black action bracket. I like this. Almost okay. Every, no, yeah. Every every single one of them has been in at least one action film because his Chris Tuckers would be obviously fifth element. But uh this is black action right here. I like this one. This this is a nice one right here. I like this. Alright, alright. Dude, who you got? Wesley or Chris Tucker? Bro, I'm sorry to do it, man. I gotta go with my sleeper. I'm moving Chris Tucker over. I'm doing the That's- same! <laughs> Last week, we talked about uh, the best movies, and I had to go Friday. I think that was the most culturally relevant black movie. And Chris Tucker was probably... Even though he wasn't the main character, we know he was like the main personality of that movie. You know yeah. what I mean? And he deserved a lot of credit for that role. I think because Ice Cube, the main dude, we kind of sleep on what Chris Tucker brought to that movie. But oh, without Chris, it doesn't work. Guy, Hell exactly. no, yeah. And I'm a I Rush Hour fan. Yeah. The next yeah. Friday and Friday at the next, even though well, those look, are great movies, it missed Chris. Mike Mike Epps did a phenomenal job for the for the for the situation he was put in because right. Smokey's iconic. But right. Brooklyn at that time, I don't know if you you insert Chris Rock in that role and it works. It works. I don't know if you insert Tracy Morgan and it works. You got to think of the com- comedians at that time. Like Mike Epps came out Uh-oh. in the early two thousands when Friday was able to. I don't think the mother people gonna have that to work. I don't even think the other two people you just said are funny. To be honest with you. Ooh, you don't think I Tracy think Chris Rock? I think Chris Rock, Everybody Hates Chris, was the best thing he ever did for his career. True. Tracy, True. but end of it, obviously, Tracy's a different kind of funny. Tracy's a dry humor. So that definitely wouldn't work for this. This one is, I got to be loud, ignorant. That's not right. Tracy. Yeah, I'm going Chris Tucker because I like him, like Wesley. I like Blade and I love all those action movies. But to me... When I look at Chris Tucker, he brings a certain type of funniness to a movie. He elevates a movie. Fifth Element without Chris Tucker doesn't work. I love Money Talks. I love Dead Presidents. To me, 
Jackie Brown in Quentin, him being in a Quentin Tarantino movie and Jackie Brown is one of the best Chris Tucker roles. It's absolutely fire. And I got to go Chris Tucker over Wesley. I'm doing a sleeper pick as well. So I'm going y'all Chris Tucker. Sleep. Y'all was awake for this. Y'all, y'all, <laughs> y'all was awake for this, all right? Because we talking about Nino Brown. We talking about Demolition Man. No, I know. Blade. I know. No, that, what, what? Can't hold you. Crazy, baby. I ain't mad at you. Yeah, I'm, I'm just a Chris Tucker fan. I'm a big Chris Tucker that. fan. I feel that. I'm a big Wesley fan. Big Wesley fan, man. All Come right. on, bro. Let's go to the next one. We got it's Alfred. It's dark skin, too. That's what it is. Oh, don't do that. We Don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't fucking do that. Because Chris Tucker is dark as hell. Don't fucking do that. We are not darkest, nigga. <laughs> don't, don't fucking do that. But look, with the next one with Alfred Woodard, I'm going to start this one. Alfred Woodard, legendary actress. Oh, yeah. But I'm not going up against... Can I do it? No, nah, I can't do it. I'm not going up against The Rock. I was trying to do the eyebrow thing. I was like, I can't do it on 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 like on call. So okay. I'm, I'm going to try. Like, <laughs> I, I like Alfred Woodard. She's a great actress. But I feel like The Rock is a leading actor where Alfred Woodard is a character actress. And that's nothing against her. She was in things like uh, Star Trek, uh, 12 Years a Slave, Civil, um, uh, Captain America, Civil War. She was in Empire. Like, she's been in a lot of stuff, but she's a character actress. She's not one of them lead actresses. Right. You can't right. go up against the fucking Rock. Like, The Rock is the last action star in my opinion. Like, if you look at the Sylvester Stallone, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, oh, yeah. like, The Rock is the last one of them. So I'm going with The Rock. Brooklyn, who you going with? And like you said, like she is a great supporting actress. She's a great supporting actress. Great, yeah, one hundred. And I'm I'm pretty sure anything she's ever been nominated for is in that role. But um, as far as like, like I said, we going black action, baby. I mean, like, and I know he's not <laughs> technically black, but y'all know what we talk. He is shit. Right? He brown, baby. He brown. So y'all know he get it. Cause I know there be people out there, bro. I know they be coming out there. They be coming out the woodwork saying, "I ain't gonna put the rock. He ain't even black. He brown. Cut it out." So I'm definitely going The Rock. But like you said, no, I've got to give her her props. As far as a supporting actress goes, if I was making a movie and I needed somebody to compel a certain act, like, and she's so dynamic in her range of, you know, what she can do, she's, she's definitely... No, she's great. Like, yeah, but she's definitely it, a great actress. It's like you said, this is the action movie bracket, and I, and I got to go with The Rock. Doom, who you going, Alfred Woodard or The Rock? I got to go The Rock. Yeah, <laughs> like you said, bro, Alfred, she one of those like character actresses. And for me, I remember watching um Holiday Heart as a kid, and I could not get her character and that out of my head. Any movie I yeah. ever seen after Ooh. that, I couldn't mm. get that character out of my head. And that's a great point. Role for her. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I feel you on this. I remember Holiday Heart. That was a crazy ass movie. No, it was. It fucking was. That's why I said that's that's a great point. That's that's a really good fucking point. Get that character out of my head, no matter what role she got after that. All right, so I'm going to you next, Doom. Sam Jackson or Halle Berry? You were saying Halle Berry needed to be a one seed, and I was per- I was perplexed. So since she, she needed yeah, to be a he one gotta seed, explain that. You got to explain if you picking her over Sam Jack, nigga. Nah, because yeah, I ain't that. And I guess I kind of did that because I wasn't really was thinking about, thinking about how fine she was. Cause that too, because she is like... <laughs> no, if we're talking beautiful actresses, she up there. But we're talking right. movies. Yeah. <laughs> she don't have no good movies, bro. Yeah. What Halle Berry been in that's fire? Mm. I can't call it. I'm going to give you one, <laughs> Storm. And she didn't even talk much. <laughs> no, and that's the thing too. Like, that's, when I be seeing her in those certain roles, and I be like, 
They think they slick. They gave her like six lines. <laughs> exactly. That's it. But like they know what they be doing when they cast her though. Yeah, they exactly. Exactly. But let me give her her props. The best Halle Berry movie I done seen is John Wick 3. She talks so much in that and she's a badass. She can do action movies. She she kills it, man. Don't laugh because I say she talks so much. She does, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't even sugarcoated. It was like this is the most line. That's the most line I done seen. Her. No facts. <laughs> she was bro. Don't you? And and honestly, I can't pick her just for the fact she made that trash ass Catwoman movie. Hey, that shit was, was funny. ass. That was the thing that was on my mind the whole time when he said number one. I said number one. She made Catwoman. She can't <laughs> be number one. <laughs> no fuck no. <laughs> so we all got Sam Jack. Still goaded for the hey. scene though. Come on. For which one? For the the scene in Monsters Ball. Oh yeah. oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> no facts. Oh yeah! That's a bad. That's a bad woman, bro. That's a bad woman. All right, let's go to the next bracket. Uh, this is going to the bottom. I'm gonna start off with Brooklyn number one. Eddie Murphy versus Eddie, Monique. Baby. Hey, shout out, shout out to my girl Monique. But you talking about Eddie? Here. Yeah, I got you Eddie. Know I got Eddie as well. Doom. Yeah, man, we gotta go Eddie. Man. <laughs> I thought yeah, you was about to do a sleeper and say Monique. I was like, oh god. Not against Eddie. Sure. Yeah, if I say, yeah, not that, not that one. That's that would be, that would knock my socks off. I'm like, what the hell wrong with this boy? All right, Brooklyn, I'm coming to you one again. Octavia Spencer or Kevin Hart? Ooh, this is gonna sound bad because I really don't like his movies. Like, I don't think when we look back 20 years from now, it's gonna be a Kevin, uh, Hart? Kevin Hart movie that I say, man, I really like this one. Yeah, look, uh, I no, think I don't like them. I don't like any of them. No, I don't like any of them. I think they're all corny. And remember when I said that there's a certain Eddie that I don't like? Yeah, that's Kevin, Kevin Hart. Is that the certain Eddie that I don't like? Yeah. I ain't mad at that. I'm going Alfred Woodard. I mean, I'm, I'm going Octavia Spencer as well. I think in terms of acting, Octavia Spencer's a great actress. And she has shown she can be a leading lady, whether it's mm-hmm. Hidden Figures the help. She was in Fruitvale Station. She was in Onward. I know that was a voice acting role, but she killed it in Onward as the uh, as the the Manticore. She's been in The Shape of Water. She was in uh, Hidden Figures. I already said that one. She was in Bad Santa too. She was in Zootopia. I just think in terms of being an actress, Octavia Spencer is one of the best female actresses acting right now in in Facts. Hollywood. So I got to go with her. Doom. Who you rocking with? Octavia Spencer, or Kevin Hart. It's tough, but I gotta go, Kevin. All right, and, and I do. I do agree with everything Brooklyn said. Like his, he like the kid box movies are corny. Like he got, you know, I, I'm not really the dude rushing to see Jumanji and all that shit. You know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> he one of those that you know when he in a movie is about to be one of those box office going crazy. Like, and you got to give him credit for that. Like just that alone. That's true. Something so. I gotta go. Kevin All right. I ain't mad at like, that. I, I like that the, the reason. No, that's a great reason. I ain't mad at that either. I'm going to you, Doom, for the next one. Taraji P. Henson or Mahershala Ali. Gotta go, Taraji, man. Oh, okay. Bad and she can act. You know what I mean? She yeah, got she's, boat, boat bags. So I'm going Taraji. She's a great actress. I think I'm gonna do, I'm I'm gonna have a big upset in this three to six range a little later. And Oh, man. Uh, I think it's too early for me to give Mahershala over Taraji. I think oh, it's too... Man. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> that is exactly what I was going to say. Like, he's on the path yeah, to being a great actor. 
but it's too early. Mahershala has potential to be like a Denzel Washington. T- like, yep. like Mahershala can really fucking act, bro. Like from his role, like I, I, Moonlight, he was great in fucking Moonlight. He was great in Luke Cage. He was great in True Detective. He was great in uh, Alita Battle Angel. He was great in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. He was great in freaking the Madden video game when he was one of the, the uh, one of the people that they got to green screen. He was yeah. great in the green book. But I think when we when his Marvel movie Blade comes out, Mahershala Ali might be a two seed, maybe even a one seed. But for right now, I got to go to Raji P. Henson. That's well put, bro. Like you said, like it's too early, but like I got to get a man credit. He's on his way. To being to to being one of the biggest names in Hollywood, yeah, fact, black or white. Like, so, like for that, I gotta I gotta say I gotta give him you know his props, but it is too early for me to put him over Taraji. Yeah, it's, it's just too early. That's my thing. He is great. Don't get that twisted. But I just think it's not his time yet. Yeah. It will be soon enough. So I'm going Taraji as well. All right, Brooklyn. I'm starting with you. Number two, Forrest Whitaker over Queen Latifah. Who you taking? <laughs> Queen Latifah is in my Kevin Hart category. Uh, <laughs> other than set it off, everything really, I don't remember anything that wasn't cheesy. Yeah. Was it, wasn't she in like the taxi driver? Oh, uh, wait, not the, oh, you, you're not talking about the Martin Scorsese taxi driver. You're talking about the bootleg Queen Latifah. Yeah, no, no, I'm talking about the bootleg one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about the bootleg one. <laughs> yeah, she was in that. Bro, bro, get, get this over with and pick for us with a good nigga. Yeah, you know, I gotta go, you know, I gotta go lazy eye. Come on, yeah. man. Come on, baby. I'm, I'm taking him and all his lazy eye. Give me That's Forrest what the, Whitaker. The Black Panther <laughs> has been stripped away. <laughs> oh man, I got that. <laughs> I'm going Forrest as well. Doom, who you rocking? Forrest Whitaker, Queen Latifah. I'm I'm going Forrest, man. Even though I wish I could, she was going up against somebody else because I think Queen Latifah is underrated. I I like those those situations where like people do something for the culture, and I think her role is slept on in Living Single as a sitcom. People true, true, credit. true. That, yeah, because I counted TV as well. I count when I do my choices, because I got like I said, I got a three six upset that's coming, and TV is a huge part of why that upset is coming. So right. I agree with that. But you know, maybe if she had somebody else, I already know which one it is too, because I know Lynn. No, mm-hmm. I know Lynn like the back of my head. I know it's, exactly why. It's, it's coming, bro. I know exactly where it is. All right, so I'll start off the next one: Angela Bassett versus Michael B. Jordan. This is a one eight seed. We're over to the to the right side now. Look, the same thing I said about Mahershala, I'm saying about Michael. Uh, Michael is great, and Michael is one of the best young black actors, but to put him over Angela Bassett, it's not time. That's why he's an eight seed. Michael is young. He's coming up (laughs) on his career. Like I said, if we redo this bracket in two years, it could be different. But for right now, Angela Bassett, when you think of black actresses, she's the queen. Like, she's a one seed for a reason. You can't pick anybody, like, in terms of female actresses. I can't tell you... Minnie, that's better than her. She is, th- she's that woman. So I'm going to Angela Bassett. Uh, Brooklyn, who you rocking with? I'm going with Angela, baby. You put it well said. Like, I mean, but honestly, even in, in, in a couple of years, obviously he wouldn't be no AFC, but like, there's not a lot of male actors that have done what Angela has done. Facts. In, his, in her career. And in, in her career in general. Like, Angela's everybody mama, baby. Come on. Like, yeah, whoo. like from she she the Black Panther mama, she Biggie mama. Like she, right. she, she, she Michael Jackson's mama. Yeah, bro. 
Come on, man. And Angela, that woman, bro, got to give her props. Do, uh, Doom, I'm assuming you going Angela Bassett as well. Yeah, I'm going Angela. I mean, Michael, he definitely on his way. He done already got some iconic roles. He got Facts. two really iconic roles, but you got to go Angela. He got three shit. You, I mean, he got yeah, Creed, yeah, Killmonger, and then I'm going to give the Fruitvale Station for uh, history. That's iconic. Yeah. So right. he got three, but Michael cut. Michael going to be a one to two seed very soon. All right, Doom, I'm going to start with you with this one. Jamie Foxx, Viola Davis. Oh, man. This was another tough one. I'm I'm still actually kind of flip-flopping, but I think I'm going to go with Jamie. Okay. Just, I am mad at it. Of the different bags he can get in. He, he, obviously, you know he a comedian. Like, he can do comedy, but he also showed over time he can take serious roles. You know what I mean? Like, real roles. You're not I, just the... the uh, Kevin Hart dude that's in it for laughs all the time. He won an Oscar. So, right. I, I think Ray is one of the coolest movies ever. <laughs> so it is. People that. This one is so fucking tough for me, man, because if you ask me who's the better actor in the, in the sense of acting, it's Viola. But if I get rid of Jamie and I lose his roles... I think I could lose some of Viola's roles and get away with it. I don't think if I lose some of Jamie's roles, I don't think anybody could maybe replace him. Fuck, bro. Fuck, 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 fuck. I'm going... I'm going Jamie Foxx. Yeah, I'm going Jamie Foxx, and I'm not going to be upset at myself for it. I'm going Jamie Foxx. Brooklyn, where you going? I'm going Jamie. My motherfucker... My, this motherfucker did a musical, baby. Like, yeah. how you go from, a, uh, from doing a sitcom to, to remaking one of the most famous musicals in American playwright history. True. Like, oh, come on, Jamie, Mr. Yeah. Fox. Jamie's that man. Mr. Fox. Uh, all right, I'm, uh, I'll start this one, three, six. This, Damn, upset baby, alert, dude. baby, upset alert. I told you I knew Look, it was. Morgan Freeman, iconic, iconic man. Morgan Freeman is the world's narrator. He he played God, but if you talk to me about actresses. What has he done? Yeah, like, look, he was in Shawshank Redemption. Cool, Morgan Freeman. I'll give you that one. Cool. That's it. That's all I can But do. to me, there is, she shouldn't have been a six seed. She hired in a six seed. There's no better black actress right now better than Regina King. If you have seen Watchmen, if you have seen If Beale Street Can Talk, if you have seen Seven Seconds, if you have seen American Crime, The Leftovers, Huey and Riley fucking Freeman, Freeman. like, what are we fucking talking about? Like, Regina King is amazing. Like, there is no better black actress than, in Hollywood right now than Regina King. And to see the way she turned it around from being Ice Cube's sister in Friday to now the biggest actress in Hollywood, arguably, and had arguably one of the best shows on television last year with Watchmen. I got to go Regina King, man. I, and, I, and I'm not upset at myself for that because Morgan's great, but... I just lo- I just respect and love Regina King so much. So I'm going with her. Doom, where you rocking? I'm with you. I'm with you all the way. Regina King, man. She was a part of Friday, and you know how I feel about me. Everything that she's been doing since. And you got you to gotta look at, like, where everybody else from that cast kind of went post-Friday. You know what I mean? Like, outside of Ice Cube, you know, they still remain those iconic figures, but you know them for Friday. You know Facts. what I mean? No. But- Regina, she she doing her thing, bro. I gotta go, Regina. That's and that's another I, sleeper one that I like. You said I'm bad about that one at all. Honestly, Regina King might have the best career post Friday. Facts. 
Like, yeah. I, like I don't know. Because Ice Cube, Ice Cube don't count because technically Ice Cube is the 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 possessor of his path. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So right. it don't count, nigga. You just put your name on it. And, and we talked yeah. and we talked yeah. about Chris Tucker. John Witherspoon is a is a legend, rest in peace. Right. But, but he he didn't do too much. Uh and I can't think of nobody like Debo ain't do shit. So that's Brooklyn, who you rocking? I'm going with Regina. My question is to you, why the fuck was Morgan a three? Like because all I, when I see the name, the first thing I thought of is what has he done? Like, it's just the, he's been a great supporting actor. He is a great supporting actor. It's the he support the fuck out your film. <laughs> he support the, the fuck out your film. It is the it's just the uh, legendariness of him. I had to put him as a three just because I wanted to respect his great like Morgan Freeman. Shawshank Redemption right. is one of the best movies. I mean, Seven. Him and Brad Pitt is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, but other than those two, like I'm not putting Everything him in that. Everything else dri- is a supporting role. Driving Miss Davy Daisy, nigga, get the fuck. Oh, out of I forgot. I'll try to see. I tried to suppress that memory because my mama got the VHS, and I tried to break it several times because I didn't like the movie. That's gotta be the lamest role I've ever seen of anybody. <laughs> I feel like the next one y'all about to do an upset. I'm starting with you, Brooklyn. Jeffrey Wright, yeah. who we didn't know, or Martin Lawrence. Yeah, yeah you know we going Martin, baby. All it's right. Martin because we go with the TV stuff. <laughs> Doom, you rocking Martin or Jeffrey? Yeah, Martin, bro. <laughs> we, we talking Martin the sitcom, Bad Boys, and Life. You got to go Martin. You yeah. got to go Martin. And look, I'm going to say this. Jeffrey Wright is an impeccable actor. If the, we did this bracket after the Batman comes out next year, we may be talking a wholly different story because my nigga about to be James Gordon. He about to be Commissioner Gordon. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. no, he, and okay. he, yeah, Jeffrey Wright, that man, like, let's not forget okay. in Shaft, the Latino nigga, because Jeffrey Wright is yeah. black. He played that Latino nigga amazingly in, in Shaft. That, I was so scared of Jeffrey Wright. And then to see him go and do Westworld, Great actor, like what Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright is one of in terms of acting, but we're taking everything as a whole with shows, movies. Jeffrey Wright's more so a character actor, where Martin Lawrence is a lead man. I'm going Martin, but Martin won't make it too long, so it's okay. Fact. All right, let's get to the that. bottom. Denzel Washington, Ice Cube. I feel like this is easy. I'll start this one off. I'm going Denzel. No need to explain over. Uh, are we there yet, Doom? Yeah. What, what, what you rocking? <laughs> <laughs> Same, same situation, man. We don't even have to, you know, deep dives. We, we no need to going. talk about that, bro. We just going, no. Are we there yet versus training day? <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> Why? Why you went there? I had to. <laughs> you went all the way there. I had to say all we did. No, I had to make it known, nigga. Not with the statue page bobble head on the... On the top of the fucking, on the top of the Lincoln Navigator, no. And the nigga was hype over a Lincoln Navigator. He should have got his ass a Cadillac Escalade. That's what I'm saying. Like at the time, like bro, everybody was talking about Escalades. You pulled up and yo and yo lead role in a Navigator. And he could have got a Ford Expedition, the nice, the Eddie Bauer edition. That's better than a Lincoln Navigator. Oh, (laughs) oh shit! All right, Brooklyn. I know you going Denzel. So let me get to the. You crazy, bro. Okay. Let me get to the next one. I'll let you start it off. James Earl Jones or Cuba Gooden Jr. Oh man, Cuba's a great character actor, but as we all know, he's nuts, right? And actually, <laughs> my uh because he's in it, and there's a couple other people that's in it. I got this one, I got this 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 bracket is called It's Okay to Be Crazy. Okay. Because <laughs> Denzel's done some crazy roles too. You know what I'm saying? You gotta get yourself into that that mindset, right? Fact. But there's certain people that they get into this mindset 
and that's the only thing I can see them as. Yeah. We talking about James Earl Jones, baby? What are we talking about? Darth Vader, Mufasa. What are we talking about? Right. <laughs> like this man is a goat. Yeah, I think he did a Shakespeare movie. I can't think of it on top of my head, but like, and he's a he's a Broadway actor, like you say. Yeah. He does play. Like, like yeah, I'm going. I'm going James Earl Jones as well. Doom, who you rocking? James Earl Jones or James. Cuba Good? Man, we we talking just just like you said. Off of Mufasa coming to America, like yeah, gotta, I forgot coming. Yeah, what the fuck? We gotta go, James Earl. Coming to America, Mufasa and dark like. For him to be Darth Vader at the time where he was, for a black man to voice the most iconic of all time, that's, uh, yeah, like Brooklyn <laughs> said, that's unprecedented. For him to be the most iconic villain of all time besides the Joker as Darth Vader, got it. and then to be one of the most popular Disney characters on, of, of all time as a black man, too, yep. James Earl Jones gets that. All right, Doom, I'm starting with you. Whoopi Goldberg or Chris Rock? Hmm... This kind of tough, man, but I'm gonna go Whoopi. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I hate like I hate eliminating somebody as legendary as Chris Rock first round. Like he another one that I wish had a different matchup, so I wouldn't have to do him bogus like that. But I'm gonna go Whoopi. And that's my like Chris Rock in terms of comedy legend, but in terms of movies, I could get rid of Pookie. Right, <laughs> easy, yeah. bro. Throw it out. Yeah. Throw it out. Like Whoopi is a legend, so I gotta go Whoopi as well. Brooklyn, you going Whoopi? Of course, man. We know we're talking about the color yeah, purple. Yeah, you, you picked the color purple. Yeah, baby. Come on, baby. All right, I'm starting off with you, Brooklyn. Lawrence Fishburne or Don Fishburne. Cheadle? Yeah, I'm not. Shout out to Don, though. Look, Hotel Low Rwanda. Key. Hotel Rwanda. That's when I, I seen him the first time. I said, who the hell is this black man? And I'm I put... me to watch this African movie. I put them in the same bracket for a reason, because before Denzel became Denzel... Lawrence Fishburne was that nigga. He was the GOAT. Like, Lawrence Fishburne was the GOAT. Like, let's not act like young Lawrence Fishburne and, bo- and uh, bo- uh, Boys in the Hood wasn't a suave-ass nigga. Like, yo. With the, in the, and then to see him go to King of New York and be that shit, with, be that gangster nigga, and then for him to be Morpheus, and then, oh, and, and then to be a man of steel, like, nah, Lawrence Fishburne that man, bro. Yep. He was in John Wick, too, right? Yeah, he was in John Wick, like, yo! Like Fishburne, bro. Come Fishburne on, bro. versatile, bro. Lawrence. That's Fishburne. what I'm saying. Like from from Boys in the Hood, all the way to to the Matrix. Like, do you understand how opposite of the spectrum that is? Yeah. Man? And then for to see him in <laughs> then to see him in uh King King of New York as right. that 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 gangster nigga with the gold tooth. And then he's in a, in his when he's super young in Apocalypse Now that war movie, yeah. legendary. Like. Annie and Ant Man and the Wasp, Annie and Man of Steel, Annie and uh, Predators, uh, and Annie and uh, Batman vs Superman and Deep Cover. Lawrence Fishburne, that dude. Bro. And I realized I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is Fishburne that I was thinking of. Fishburne, Biker Boys. In that, he's in Othello, bro. This oh yeah, is he in is in Othello. Othello he is in Othello. Yes, he is. And, and but let's not act like he ain't in the classic Biker Boys. We ride. <laughs> you, you're right, bro. But that's what I'm saying. Like the the spectrum for it's Fishburne. So wide. It's crazy. Yeah, bro. It's why it's crazy. Fishburne could have been a, like, he could have been a one seed. He could have, but we had some we had some strong that. one seed. So he was he was a great two. No, he because no he like you said he's a two. He did get pushed off because of Denzel. Because of Denzel. Like, and Fishburne that's why he in that bracket. Right. Being respected as an actor, bro. Yeah. Come Fishburne on. that man. Doom, who you rocking? Fishburne as well. Yeah, I'm going Fishburne because I, I, I'm with you, bro. He arguably can be a one seed because y'all started making points that I didn't even consider because I just was like, all right, I'm going Fishburne. But the range, 
You got to give him credit for that. It's the same shit we was talking about with Regina King. Like his start was like most black actors that start in that bag stay in that one in bag. Room. Yeah. But his range is just too crazy. You got it is high. like that's what I'm saying. Fishburne could have definitely been a one seed. Let's get to the to the other side. We're going back to the left. All right, Doom. You have Will Smith versus Chris Tucker as well as me and Brooklyn. You have Will Smith versus Wesley Snipes. Me and Doom will start this off. Doom, who you rocking with? I'm going Will. Yeah, you gotta go Will. That's I'm going. Mean. I'm going Will as well. Brooklyn, Will or Wesley? Look, you know I'm going Will, man. Look, this man did Independence Day. You talk about action movies, <laughs> yeah. right? Now. And that would that would be my if I had to make an argument about why he's better than 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 Wesley. You know, I yeah. Independence Day, nigga, come on, just that one alone over all of the Wesley action movies together. But yeah, like, they no. be- <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying, like. <laughs> Wesley, yeah, you could combine all that nigga movies and it still don't eat up to <laughs> Independence Day. Don't even add Men in Black in there yet. Or right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, facts. Action? Sorry, Wesley. Facts. All right, Brooklyn, I'm starting with you. The Rock or Sam Jackson? It's no, getting I'm tougher from here. That's yeah. a bad motherfucker. That's a bad motherfucker. The next round is tough. I'm going Sam Jack Ooh, as well. Uh, Doom, Sam Jack or The Rock? Damn, Jack, man. I love The Rock. This is some tough shit. I'm the next one, this, this, this one is harder. This, like, this was harder than the movies one for me. Like, yeah, I'm sitting here like... Because see, I can't go up against Sam Jack because if you think of all them Quentin Tarantino roles and he in Star Wars and yeah. Snakes on the Plane, like, Sam Jack is versatile. Die Hard. This nigga is action star. And that's the thing for me that put him... Like, when people, like, they used to talk about... They, well, not used to. They still do. They say Sam Jack and Morgan Freeman. And I'm like, no. No, yeah, no, fuck no. Morgan Freeman was a supporting actor. Sam Jack, you put Sam Jack in your movie because you want a Sam Jack in your movie. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. All right, uh, I'll start this one. Eddie, uh, Eddie Murphy versus Octavia Spencer. I'm going Eddie Murphy. Brooklyn, where you yeah, rocking? I'm going Eddie, baby. All right, no, I'm and, Eddie. and Doom, Eddie versus Kevin Hart. I'm going, Eddie. <laughs> All right. I'm with you as well. All right, Doom, you can start the next one. Taraji P. Henson versus Forrest Whitaker. Damn, man. This way it starts getting hard, bro. Uh, I'm going to go Forrest just because I feel like as a, as a black actor, a lot of his roles, we got to take a, a more serious than Taraji's bigger roles. You know I agree. I mean? Yeah. But oh, yeah. Taraji, like... Man, she's great. I, I hate to kick off so early. This is definitely tougher than the movies. No, I'm yeah. telling you, bro. I'm telling you, bro. Uh, Taraji is great, and it's like we get... I think this battle's going to come down to range because Forrest has shown he could do TV with uh, Godfather of Harlem. He does the big movies like Black Panther. He was in Sorry to Bother You. He did Star Wars. He did the Star Wars movies. He was in Arrival. He was in Southpaw. He was in Dope. Yeah. Oh, he, he was in Southpaw. I forgot. He was about out that. the yeah. furnace. He was in Lee Daniels, the butler. He was in uh, Nelson Mandela as the narrator. He and was, these are all of like these most of these roles. He is the the guy. Yeah. Like, he, I can't say Taraji was was that bitch in a lot of these roles. And let's not forget the Our Wedding movie with the interracial couple. He was the dad. And then they had Repo Man, Hurricane Season. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember that movie, uh, uh, Vantage Point, where they showed the different people Vantage Point. Yeah. That movie was dope. 
That Forrest was, was dope. <laughs> Forrest was in there. That bitch was hard as hell. So I'm going Forrest Whitaker as well. All right, Brooklyn, start us off. Angela Bassett or Jamie Foxx? This is tough. I love Jamie. I love Bassett. <laughs> but this is where it comes down to, like we said, with the range. And like I said the last time, Bassett is everybody's mama. Yeah. She's always going to be everybody's mama to me. Even, even though she did the Tina Turner thing, it still felt like she was my mama. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, stop beating up on my mama like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I got to go Fox for the fact that at this point in time, it's down to the range. And there's nothing, like, there's no way they could cast her or something, and I don't feel like she's my mama. No, I'm with you on that. I'm going Jamie Foxx as well, just because Jamie... Oscar-winning actor, action star, famous television show. Jamie checks all boxes where Angela is just a great actress. She doesn't have the, the range as, as much stuff as Jamie. She might be a better act, like better at the acting thing, but Jamie has more hits, and it comes down to his talent. He won an Oscar, so Jamie has to have the talent. So, I mean, I'm going right. Jamie Foxx. Uh, Doom, what you rocking, Jamie Foxx or Angela Bassett? Yeah, I'm going Jamie. I feel like each one of these brackets like <laughs> every choice get harder and harder because i feel like angela deserved to make it to the later rounds but man i gotta go jamie yep no i'm with you as well next one is easy for me i'm going regina king over martin man i'm going regina king brooklyn what you rocking no yeah i mean like for me the 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 reason why martin even made it that far for me was just the fact of you know bad boys and yeah and the, and the sitcom and blue but, streak Oh, Blue Streak was fire. Blue Streak, that was my shit. That was and Black Knight, like life was a classic. Life too, yeah. He was in life as well. Yeah, no, but shit harder again, bro. But But like we said, bro, we're talking about like as far as like the range, and especially like as far as what's going on now. He ain't doing shit now. Bad Boys Three, and I'm scared to see Bad Boys. Bad Boys Three is good because of Will, not because of Martin. Yeah, because I feel like that Bad Boys Three is gonna ruin my image. Of Martin, oh, yeah, facts. And that's why I really don't want to see it. Because my mom, my sister, they're like, you ain't seen it yet? I'm like, nah, bro. It's, oh, it's fire. It's personal reasons, man. Like, But I got to go with Regina because of the fact that um, he doesn't, Martin doesn't check all the boxes for me. No, I'm with you. Uh, Doom, Regina or Martin? I'm going Regina. All I'm right. a legend and everything, but I'm, I'm agreeing with y'all. Let's go Regina. All right, Doom, you can start the next one. This is tough. James Earl Jones or Denzel? This one ain't that tough. Yeah, I'm about to say this one ain't that tough. This bracket for me, this bracket for me is probably the easiest bracket. Yeah, no, it's easy. Yeah, well, all right. Since we since we all doing this, I'm Denzel as well. Brooklyn Denzel, and I'm going Lawrence Fishburne over Whoopi. I'm going. Yeah, I'm going Fishburne over Whoopi. All right, all right, Brooklyn. I mean, Doom. You start us off with the hard. Let's get to this. Is where it gets hard in the Elite Eight. We have Will Smith versus Sam Jack. Eddie versus Forrest Whitaker, Jamie versus Regina King, and Denzel versus Lawrence Fishburne. Doom, start us, eight. <laughs> start us off with Will Smith versus Sam Jack. Oh, man. This is tough, bro. I feel like, like now we're getting to the point where you can go either way and Facts. Be, be mad. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's personal preference at this point. Facts. Yeah, I'm going to go Will just because... I think culturally with, cause I, I'm kind of, I don't know if y'all counting um, TV shows. Oh, Fresh yeah. Prince. Fresh Wait, Prince didn't. Bro, I just said see, Martin, bro. <laughs> I was waiting to use Fresh Prince until this very point. Sam, yeah. I wasn't counting Fresh Prince before cause he didn't need it. Now right. I'm counting it and it just boosts him even more. And let's not act like Pursuit of Happiness. 
and no. Ali happened and seven pounds. Will has I Oscar hate style. Lynn so much. <laughs> because my point was about to be seven pounds in pursuit of happiness. Because for me, that is what puts him apart. Oh, but, from yeah, Sam, Sam Jack. I fucking hate this. Dude, man. You gotta call Ali head. too. You gotta in call my Ali. Head, bro. He was yeah. He, yeah, Ali was amazing. He should have won an Oscar for Ali. Yeah. He did. He should have. Where you cannot fuck that up. And he delivered. Right. You know what I mean, he delivered. So I'm going Will. Yeah, I'm going Will as well. Brooklyn with Will. Uh, Brooklyn, Eddie or Forrest? Eddie. <laughs> you know, no, I'm going Eddie, baby. Come on. Yeah, man. I'm going Eddie as well. Uh, Doom, you going Eddie or Forrest? Eddie, I'm going Eddie. Yep. All right. Cool. Yeah, lazy, I can only get but so far. But so exactly. All right. Next round, I'm gonna start this off, and I'm gonna just my sixth seed is the Cinderella story of this bracket. As great as, as Jamie Foxx is, the Jamie Foxx show, Regina has television with Boondocks. And to me, the Boondocks is one of the best televisions of all show, shows of all time. And without her, that show doesn't succeed because she does so many different voices. Watchmen, she's phenomenal in. She's won Emmys. She's won, like, she's been nominated for Oscars. I'm going Regina King over Jamie Foxx. Doom, you could, you could take it off from here, brother. I'm sorry, man, but it's we good. Back on Jamie Foxx's name. Let's go, Jamie. Bro. I am Jamie with you. But Jamie Foxx, take this one. I'm sorry. Let's go, Jamie. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's a full seed making it. I ain't mad at it. For me, it's the same thing, bro. It's Jamie, baby, because like we talking like dream girls. We talking about his voice acting. We talking about him switching to the action roles. Then we talking about him doing Annie. Then we talking about him doing the uh, I don't count Annie. Serious the, stuff. The fuck out here with Annie, bro. I'm bro. telling you, bro. Look. The, the, this is what I need you to, to realize, right? That is a white movie. I know. And they casted Jamie. It's the same thing with the Fishburne thing for me. Like, they could have put a white actor there and it would have been fine. But they put my dog there for a reason. We talking about mad. Jamie? Jamie I'm mad at dude. you. And then he did Django and then Ray. But hey, let me also on. say this. My girl Regina is a director as well. I know we're not talking. She is multifaceted. But we talking actor, and I get I'm I'm mad that y'all putting putting uh, Jamie over there. I, I'm just a big Regina King fan, and I gotta no, go no. with her. And I knew from the jump when you said your three six thingy was was a you had a, a upset upset. I looked over, I seen her name, and I was like, he put her that low so he could do this. <laughs> yeah, she was Cinderella. You didn't have a, I'm shocked. You didn't have a hire. She a Cinderella. She my Cinderella. See, man, because like, why to me? Watchmen was so fucking good. Like, Watchmen is the best television show I've seen in a long time. And without Regina King, that show does not work. She was in Beale Street Could Talk, amazing. Seven Seconds, Oscar, I mean, Emmy-nominated, uh, American Crime, The Leftovers, uh, Boondocks, Shameless. Like, I know she, her, her movie bag isn't as strong, but her television bag is, is impeccable. And oh, I'm a yeah, big TV guy. And, but and I also know crazy. that I've had a conversation with you about Regina before. So that's why I knew we've had a conversation about Regina King yeah, and her bro. work. So I knew that's the girl, that that's bro. what you were going. That's my, that's, that's my homie. All right. This is tough. I know what I'm picking. And it's not tough because of what the, the one, how strong this one seed is. But let's not right. act like this not an overtime battle at, at the uh, Denzel at the hit a, bro. Yeah, yeah, at the buzzer. Denzel hit an overtime shot. But I'm going Denzel over Fishburn. Doom, who are you rocking? Same. Denzel is just too great. He's too great, man. Yeah, no, for sure. Brooklyn, same thing? 
Yeah, like maybe if I was twenty years older and I was able to see Fishburne's movie when one like when it were when they have in yeah. the box office and stuff like that, I would be it would be a little harder of a decision. So we but can know the ones, effect, like the right the, the effects that they really had. Exactly. But like, for we, me, I we saw Denzel. Yeah, Denzel's effect. Exactly. I synced it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I synced it. So I know. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm going Denzel as well. All right, Brooklyn, start the left side. Will or Eddie? We're in the final four. We got Will versus Eddie. I got Regina King versus Denzel. And y'all got Jamie Foxx versus Denzel. Brooklyn, who winning? Will or Eddie? Don't even do Ooh. it. Just be honest. I gotta put Will. I gotta yeah. put Will because <laughs> of the fact that a TV show... Fresh see, Prince. I need Fresh Prince till now. This is when I need Fresh Prince, is now. For me, has Eddie done anything on TV? I don't remember. Uh, Eddie's tele... Nah, Ed, I don't think Eddie's done Eddie's television TV. roles are probably very minimal. If he has, it's not much. It's, it's Saturday me, Night Live. Right, yeah. Which he was great on, by the way. Yeah, he, yeah, was, no, he, he was. He was amazing. He was, he was an amazing cast member of that, but... And, don't, and let's not even shit on Eddie, because Trading Places, Beverly Hills Cop, Coming no, to America... No, like, so hard. Yeah, but Eddie's like, phenomenal. As but, then, far but, as like, but to have a fall-off, Will's fall-off wasn't bad. Eddie's fall off was terrible. Yeah. Eddie, that seed, and that's his fall from grace, my brother. And like, like I said, you see how fast I kicked out Kevin Hart and Queen Latifah for that shit? I don't play that, that fucking ice cube. Are we there yet? Family road trip shit. And then, and then Eddie has Shrek and uh, Mulan. Ooh. Look, yeah, don't get me wrong, but that's that goes into the category of how, like, you know, once he realized how much money. But you can't make Mulan, Pluto. You can't make Pluto Nash and make it to the finals. I'm sorry, you can't make Pluto Nash and make it to the fucking finals. Yeah. Pluto Nash is horrible, and and fucking and Norbit. Fuck yeah, that shit, bro. And that for me, when he made Norbit, that's when I was like, okay. In order for me to still like Eddie, I can't watch the rest of these movies. Yeah, no, bro. I gotta watch I gotta Eddie put these movies. And then just act like they never existed. And see, that's the thing. You got to watch Eddie. Eddie's hits are pre-2000. Like, right. I can't judge you from everything pre-2000. And, like, you can't win this. And still give everything. it to you. Yeah, right, exactly. no. Fuck no, bro. Because I got to go Will. Because from Grace is ridiculous. And if you look at Will's, let's look at, because I could, I could tell you what Will fucked up a little bit. After oh, yeah. Earth with Jaden Smith wasn't great. But, no. to, but when he put out After Earth, you got Suicide Squad right after, which was Flames. Right. Like, and I know people might not like the movie of Suicide Squad, but they can't say Will Smith didn't kill his role. Right? I might say they can't say he didn't do that. Exactly. Like Aladdin, Fire, Bright, Fire, Suicide Squad. I like him with Focus with uh, Margot Robbie, Men in Black, Seven Pounds, Hancock, I Am Legend, Pursuit of Happiness. Like he went, look at this, look at this, like this, this, this roster. He went Hitch, Pursuit of Happiness, I Am Legend, Hancock, Seven Pounds. Look like, at like, how do you even put yourself that's in that? Like how you put yourself? Like those movies came out consecutive, not consecutive. Conse- no, back to that's the and then look if you go before that, Shark Tale, I Robot, Bad Boys Two, Men in how Black Two. How do you 2. even put your your mind to jump from those roles to roles to roles? Like because those are not even the same roles. And then Ali like, right before Men in Black Two, and then before that, uh, Wild Wild West, which is some people don't like Wild Wild West, but I fuck with Wild Wild, Wild West is fire to me. Oh, I love. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> For me, the one, the, like, the major blemish for me on Will would be Wild Wild West. For me, for Eddie, there's a lot of blemish. Yeah, there's a lot. there's a lot of those family movies that I don't like. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Doom, Will or Eddie? Definitely going Will. Definitely yeah. going Will. Same. I love Eddie, but I got to go Will. All right, next one for me. Uh, it's, it's, no, it's no 
thing. I'm going Denzel over Regina. Regina made it to the final four. She did a good job, but she ain't she ain't beating Denzel. Who y'all going, Jamie or Denzel? I'm gonna start with you, Doom. I know, I know where you rocking, Brooklyn. I'm going Denzel. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the, an easy call. Brooklyn, same for you. Facts. Not even a not even a doubt in my mind. All right, now this is where we get started. Denzel or Will, I'm gonna say mine off rip. And this this is where I go talent. This is where yeah. ta- this is where talent overcomes everything. I'm going Denzel, baby, because you could be a hard worker. You could have hits, but Tim Duncan winning, he's not better than LeBron James. He's not. Tim yeah. Duncan was a hard worker, but LeBron James is way more talented. I'm going Denzel Washington. Doom, am I crazy? Definitely not. You gotta go, <laughs> I'm man. fucking dead, bro. you got a hell of a resume. Hell of a resume. <laughs> But it's something about Denzel Rose, bro. When you watch Denzel Rose, it changes things. It's it's completely believable, bro. Like you look at it and you like, yo, that nigga is really <laughs> who he is on the screen. You know what I mean? And, and you don't even question it. And to Denzel, play Malcolm X, yeah. all four versions of Malcolm X, to play Training Day nigga, to play American Gangster, to be in Glory, that movie where he was a. Uh, where he was uh, the the uh, the the war hero, and then the, he played. He had a TV show with Saint Elsewhere. He was a doctor. Let's not. And then forget. he had to be. He he was Coach Boone. Yeah. Come and, on, and tra- yeah. And remember the uh, remember the Titans. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. I'm saying he remember the uh because I can't remember the damn Titans. <laughs> Look at me, dumbass. <laughs> Hell yeah! This was fire. So we all got Denzel winning. This was a great bracket, ladies and gentlemen. Out there, we will post the bracket. Let us know what you think is your best black actor. And yeah, man, that's all the time we got today. Doom, tell the people they can find you on social media. At Lil Doom SJE on Instagram and Twitter, man. 100. Brooklyn, tell the people they can find you at on social media. That nigga Doom so damn Louisiana. <laughs> you can find me on all social media that we're Brooklyn and that's Brooklyn with a Q, not a K, baby. That's a marketing purpose. Because we are not trying to get sued. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into our interview with Jose Xavier. I'm super excited. Let's get that started now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so for this week's interview, we are joined by Baton Rouge hip-hop artist, Jose Xavier. He is back on the show, and I'm super excited my brother is back because he dropped his new project, which is called, uh, hold on, let me pull up the name. I got it right now. Might Not Be Alive, and I'm so excited to have you. How you doing today, Jose? Man, good, bro. What about you? Doing what? I mean, look, we've been in this quarantine shit for a while now, and I'm not going to... I'm tired of seeing like all the bad shit. I'm doing good. Like I got my health. My family got my health. It got their health. My girl got her health. My girl family straight. And the people I care loved ones are straight. So I'm good. And I'm I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, it's miserable or whatnot. Cause like, yeah. I'm not gonna trip over that. Cause to me, I'm doing I'm doing just fine. Yeah, I feel I feel the same way. Like at first, I I was really having a lot of anxiety and shit. Just I was watching the news like every day. I was Dang. like reading reports every day. It was so too I'm much. Like I was saying, a hundred people dying in Louisiana a day. I'm like, oh shit, bro. Like, but like now that more and more information coming out about it, it's like kind of my I, oh, my anxiety just went down about it. Like, bro, like, same. No, I'm with you because it's like I was watching the news at first too much. It was too much of Trump don't know what he's doing. The media arguing with him. Nobody finding like a solution. It's like we're not focusing on the right things. Everybody's still partying. And my thing is like. 
stay your fucking ass at your house and we won't yeah. have no problems. Like the faster you stay home, the faster we can get this resolved. I still know brothers that black and white people that still out going to their friend's house, got gatherings of over 10 people sharing lunch, drinking. And it's just like in two months when we on official lockdown is going and y'all are tweeting and talking about, Oh, I feel like a prisoner. No nigga, it's your fucking fault because if you would have stayed yeah. home at first, we'd have been good. And I feel like that's that, that's the only way everybody gonna understand if we get on an official lockdown, and they're not gonna understand until they see the national guard like outside they they house. Or if someone <laughs> and, and sad to say this, boy, if someone in their family or someone they love die, that's the only yeah. way people gonna be understand and take it serious. That's the only way. Like this shit fucked up right now. Like nobody ever experienced nothing like this. This is like, this is low key a social studies. Like you remember in elementary school when you learn about the black plague. This is one of those moments. Yeah, it definitely is. I was saying, I was talking about that um, with Ethan the other day. Like it's it's those moments. Like we definitely living through history right now. And it, it's crazy, like, brother. Yeah, bro. At first, like this shit even had me to the point where I was feeling like I didn't want to put out the album, but I was just thinking, and I'm like, man, everybody is just in the house right now, so there's no point. Like every what else? What else? Everybody got to do. And that's Nothing. my thing. Like. <laughs> I, I was so happy that you did, and I'm happy that all the creatives who are doing it because it shows if you got a bad album and you rely on gimmicks, it's not going to work. But if you got yeah. great music, which I'm going to say here, I told you this off air, but might not be alive. I'm so proud of you because this project is fucking amazing from front to back. No skips. Every song is a banger. And it's just like, this is one of my favorite projects of 2020 because I believe in this. And this is one of the out of all the underground artists, unsigned artists that I've interviewed this year, you got one of the best projects. And I'm saying this on record, if not the best, I want to see everybody come with it because you bringing the smoke right now. Bro, I genuinely appreciate it. Like I was just talking about this with one of my friends earlier. I'm so nervous and like kind of I'm anxious about it right now because I've been living with it so long. So it, it's weird because I've been living with it so long to the point where it's not it's not fresh in my ears. I don't I don't know. I've been listening to it so much. So now I'm at that point where it's like I, I just gotta detach myself from it. So like they I've been getting good re, I've been getting good response so far and it, it, it really been it really been helping like it really been boosting my confidence. It been helping me out a lot. Like, There's nothing <laughs> and yeah. I, and we could get started with the question I in, in the interview, but I wanna ask, since you said that, do you feel you had a lot of anxiety towards it because you put a lot of yourself in it because you do. You talk a lot about your personal relationships and just how the theme of this, this project, and I, and I talk about this later and I'm gonna ask you about this later, but the theme of this project basically is just about the different relationships you've been through. Yeah, I'll definitely say so. I'll and it's not just, so. and it's just not female relationships, it's friend relationships, it's family relationships. Does that play into the anxiety of you put so much of your heart and soul in this? That's why you kind of worried about like the reception of it. Yeah, because like you heard it. So it's songs like might not be alive. It sounds like that's life. And I get a lot of anxiety with those records because I'm talking about things that me and my mom went through last year when like we got in arguments. I got put out the house and shit like last year 2019 i was fucked up like sleeping on my cousin couch so it's a lot i'm talking a lot i was the time that i the time period that i recorded this was when i was going through it 
So a lot of this, I'm talking about that time period because it's, that's what I was going through at that exact moment. So it's a lot of anxiety on that end because it's uncomfortable to listen to. But I, I was listening to our, um, I was listening to our first podcast like last week, and we was talking. That was one thing we talked about. Just whenever it's uncomfortable, that's when you know it's a good thing. So yep. um, was it like therapy? That made me feel. Yeah, definitely. I definitely treat it like a therapy session. That's that's what the cons. That's that's it's three concepts said, but one of it is like. In case I'm not alive tomorrow, I want to get all this off my chest. chest. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, and, and I, I could feel that, and that goes into my first question of why did, why the title might not be alive. All right, so it's three meanings. So the first one I just said, in case I'm not alive tomorrow, I want to get all this off my chest. The second one is, I feel like this is a mind frame. I feel like a lot of us from this gen, generation, like, just care, like, especially because we had the internet. So we see, we're exposed to shit so much what is police brutality, mm. our friends getting killed, even like, I fucking hate to say it, like, I've been had the album title, but it's fucked up with all this corona shit going on right now, but even like, we're confronted with this shit so much. On right now. So I feel like it's just a concept that a lot of people in our generation just care. So that that's the second um, aspect of it. And the third one is, um, just in case I'm not a lot, it basically goes with the first one, but just in case I'm not, if this is my last day on earth, how would you use it? How would you, what would you do with it? So that's, that's the other thing to it. Hell yeah. I fuck with that. Heavy, heavy, heavy. And you can see those themes coming in and out of the album. I want to ask you about the, uh, the first track is, is the, is an intro is, is music, but then you get into the second track. Let me pull up all the, the titles, but the second track, what made you choose Quadri as a feature? Man, Quadri is just one of my favorites, bro. Like Quadri, Quadri, Jasmine Dito, and T. Davis are like my favorite rapper rappers in, in the city. I love a lot of different people for different things, but as far as like when it comes to just rapping, like Quadri, T. Davis, Jazz Bandito, those are like my those favorite boys. Stuff. Also, yeah. Adam Dollar Show. Adam Dollar Show, I don't want to leave him out. Yeah, um, he killed it. We're going to get to uh, yeah. <laughs> that a little bit later. But warning, I think, is a, is a great start. In warning, you said you're looking for the who adores you. You're looking for that person who adores you. How hard is it finding love in 2020? And does being a rapper affect that? Um, I feel like being a rapper affects it. But, like, at the same time, I do have a girlfriend. I do have a partner that I feel like do adore me. So, But the mind frame that I was talking about at that time, it was just me just being at that low point. Just... Mm -hmm. Feeling like that, like man, I need me. I need a person that adore me. Like, I, I'm just a person. I'm very, like, I, I hear it's a term called like seasonal depression. So it's like at I'm really I'm an up and down person. So it's either it sounds I'm very up, times I'm very down. So it's like it's just one of those moments where like I'm very down, just feeling lonely. Like those, those are like the thoughts that's like yeah. just going through my head. Even when you do have people that do love and adore you. It's like you still, you just feel like that. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about that. No, I, f I feel that. And I think that's an important message, especially in the black community and just with young people in general. I think the black community and then all the millennials, I think it's important that we take mental health seriously and take all of this, how we're feeling and not listen to the boomers who were like, oh, keep those feelings to yourself, keep them bottled in because that's how you see self-destruction. How important, was that something in the back of your mind that you wanted to convey in this project? Yeah, definitely. Like it goes back to what we were talking about with the therapy, 
this is your last day on earth. You just want to get all this off your chest. You want to leave it all on the table. So, uh, yeah, mental health is definitely something, but I didn't want to make it something I was promoting because I feel like that's a yeah. that's kind of agenda a lot of people have right now. And I, I, it's, it's done corny. So And, and I that's just, something I, I applaud you with because the way you yeah. did it, it wasn't sense of, oh, yeah, like, for example, I'm going to use logic. This is the suicide hotline yeah. thing. No, <laughs> did it where it's like, I'm talking about how I feel. And if you peace and you actually listen to the project, you understand you're talking about your mental health. You're talking about things you that you deal yeah. with on a daily. And it's, and it's something that you did it in an organic way. Yeah, like it's done in a way where if you do experience things like that, like mental health issues, whether it's anxiety, depression, whatever the case is, when you hear me talking about or referencing things in the song, it automatically connects with you because we experience like the, the same, same thing. thing yeah. yeah, exactly. 100%. I think warning is a great way to start off the track. Then you, you're like, all right, we went, we went a little down and I think your project does this a lot. And I think it reflects kind of what you was talking about, about how you go through your up and down person. Yeah. You, you'll give a, a, a mellow record, but then you bring it right back up pop with Ryan J and Josh Simmons. This song is a banger. This will probably be the end track on the, uh, on the podcast. I really, really love this uh, song. You, uh, the chorus is a banger. I love the choice of Ryan J. Who made the beat to this, and what was the decision of putting Ryan and uh, Josh Simmons? Because I got to give Josh Simmons props. He ate on this bitch, too. Um, well, let me speak. Matt, well, Van Winkle, I always call him Matt because that's his real name. Yeah. We're friends, but Van Winkle, he produced the whole album other than running. I did. So he produced the whole album. So um, he that's who made this. And man, the way that this song happened, it was real organic. It was just like one random night. Me and Josh Simmons just linked up. And um, that was just a beat that I had just on my laptop from um, from Van Winkle. So I just loaded it up. And me and Josh just did it. That was about like a year ago. And I had the hook and everything laid down. Then around like January, no, I think it was around like December last year. Um, I was just listening to it with a few friends and I felt like me on a hook, it didn't stand out enough. So that's when I called Ryan and that's how he ended up on the song. So Man, how, as an artist, I know every artist, all creatives think they're the greatest of all time. You gotta believe in yourself. How hard, or not, not, I don't want to say hard because that's, I, I know y'all got a relationship because that's why I met y'all both at the listening session for Caleb. But mm -hmm. how, as a, as a, as an artist and someone who believes in yourself, what does it, does it hurt or does it, 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 to make that call of like, I don't sound this good on this, let me call someone else to do this? Um, nah, because the it, perspective that I always have, which I tell my, my friend and like slash manager all the time, Ethan. Like, I'm not just making music for myself. Mm. So if I play it for a few people and they tell me that, like, because my, my whole thing is I don't like playing my music for my music friends. I like playing it for just my regular friends who don't have shit to do with music because they yeah. have the most pure ear. They're, they're not listening from the perspective of how this shit was created. And they're just straight up just listening to the song for what yeah. it is. So when I'm getting certain opinions from those people, I'm like, all right, these are the opinions that I need to carry, but at the same time, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a person that just follows every single thing I hear somebody say. Because at the same time, I feel like sometimes people might have to catch up on shit you do. But certain certain things like that, 
I, I just have to step outside of myself and, and see it. Like, all right, yeah, I, I can see that. I think, and, and I'm glad you said that because I feel like that's the ego in us creatives. That's the word I was like, I couldn't get it. And yeah. to remove that ego, it just shows growth inside of whatever person does that type of stuff. Also, Pop had some real dirty macking on it. Let me let me keep it up yeah. being. He was dirty macking on Pop. You, you, hit the, you hit the girl with, why you still with that nigga? You could be with me. Such, ah, I was like, oh, my nigga dirty macking. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Bro, I mean... You know, you got, you got to, that's, that's your sales, bro. <laughs> and sometimes it's like that. Yeah. Because <laughs> look, I, I'm sorry if they got a goalie there and I'm leaning no messy and I can get it in now, then hey, you doing a bad job as a goalie. That's what I'm saying, bro. It's like, shit, it's your phone, like, where you at? Why you still with that nigga? Like, <laughs> she even fucking responding to that. Like, you lost it, bro. Facts, no, 100 percent. That's not on you. That's on him for losing his girl. The next one is the is the single coming down too. You said you get in an, an ounce for you and the lady, and then you got the girl talking at the end of it, bro. How do you feel about the women that just use niggas for weed? Because that is a thing. Man, I hate those bitches with passion. <laughs> like it's different. I feel like it's different situations. It's those girls. It might be. It, it's that girl that you really fuck with. It's like shit. I'm friends with you. Like we got, we have good conversations. Like I actually enjoy spending time around you. Like she might not even smoke like that on her own. So it's certain girls like that. But then it is that other one. Like I said, <laughs> like <laughs> you might not even hear from the bitch tomorrow. But it's just like shit. It's just. It just is. It just is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And I related to that. Like, that's in, in the first couple of songs, like, from pop to this one, it's just, like, you you had moments in there, like, if you are of any age, it's just relatable to our generation. Like, because everybody knows that girl that just come over, hang out with these niggas just to smoke weed. She don't smoke weed by herself, but the only time yeah. she smoke weed is with us, and then she use your weed. <laughs> You seeing that on everybody Instagram story and shit? Like, okay. <laughs> I know what you're doing. I see. I see what time what time it is, and yeah. I, I definitely love that one. The next one we get into is other side with Alexander, uh, the G. What made you choose Alexander? Man, Alexander, I've been a fan of him since I was in like ninth or tenth grade. Alexander, the G, been doing the same for a while. Then he um he went he went to prison for a few. Um, I want to say like two years, maybe like a year and a half or something. So when he came home, he just been like going like real hard, and I always wanted to get a song with him since I was. It's just kind of like it's back when I do shit with Ty. It's like these are people who I've been seeing doing this yeah. shit around the city that I just been wanting to do Link music up with. with. Yeah, the same thing with like, people like Adam Dallas. Like just like even since before, like I was really on the scene and shit. I, I've been doing music since a kid, but like before I was on the scene and I was just watching. These are like people who. I always fucked with, and Alexander G is one of them. And this is another one of those where you pick the tempo back up after coming down too. Was that conscious in the sense of when you bring it down uh, in a sense of tempo and, and making it more, I don't want to say more conscious songs because you put bars in all of them, but just bringing it t down to a, a slower pace and maybe getting more, whether melodic or more uh, introspective, and then you bring it back up with like the banger. Was that, was yeah. that a conscious decision? It's definitely conscious, and I'm gonna tell you this because it'll kind of help you understand the rest of the album. So, warning is like at the beginning, but storyline-wise, warning is like after. That's like that's life is like the ending. Like you're not alive at that point. Warning is like on your way to heaven. Okay. Like, 
it's like when you already got that warning, just like my grandfather told me, like this shit already is our is already done. So when the albums the album really just well, the album starts with um this part where the kids sing alone, but the storyline really starts at um ah. okay. so it starts off just with debauchery going to party and shit coming down. It was supposed to have coming down one on the album, but um we couldn't get Caleb to record. Um, re-record this verse in town because all this Corona shit. So, but then coming down to just more debauchery than the other side is like when shit kind of hits the head when it's like, damn, like I'm doing shit that's even outside of me. And okay. that's, that's when it, that'll kind of help you as a listener, like yeah. understand what the rest of the album I'm, I'm glad you said that because I, yeah. I listened to this project twice now and seeing the uh seeing you tell me that i didn't even realize that was like the plan so that's one of those cool you have the the surface level uh meaning you got the three meaning like the three things the title of what this project means then you got a story under it that's hella fire and i like that story and i think that's something i'm glad we're releasing this after the uh after the project because my thing is when I do interviews with people, some people want to release it before the project to get promo up. But I always say, if you release it after, you can get, after. yeah, you can get people I to agree. understand what you're saying. And I, and that's something that I'm glad we got to, you got to tell us. Yeah, I, I definitely agree on It's always better to have it after, like when people already care about the music. When people care about the music, they need more content to go to. Like, yep. that, that's the way I always been since a kid. It's like, once I care about your shit, I'm on your YouTube, I'm trying to watch your vlogs. I want to watch everything. All type of shit, so. Yep. No, I definitely agree. Like that's that's the way it should be. One hundred percent. Okay, so the next question I got: Were you conscious because we're in this new streaming era? A lot of people do two minute songs, one minute song, and I noticed you don't have a song that's under that's over three minutes. Was that a conscious decision to be in the in the era? Because I know a lot of people have short attention spans, or was that just something you made the song however long you thought it needed to be? Um, it wasn't. It wasn't like conscience, like it wasn't something that me and Matt sat down and like talked about, about. Yeah. Where we was like, man, all right, we need to create short songs because of the streaming. But it is conscious in a sense of I know what what people attention span attention spans are. So it's conscious in a sense of that because you don't want to. Yeah, I feel, man, I got some five minute songs and shit, and it's like I play those shits with people, and I love every fucking second of it. But you play up certain people and they, they fall out after that two minute mark. Like, I, I don't know why. That's just how everybody attention span is these days. And I don't get that because I feel it's something that came into our generation. But like when we were growing up, some of my favorite songs was like the swagger like us, five minutes, forever, Agreed. four minutes. And it's like we are part of that. I feel we're still part of that generation where we can have multiple like multiple minute songs. But due to whatever happens, our attention spans just kind of went down, and I don't know why that happened. But at the same time, and I feel like you'll agree, it's certain artists I don't want to hear. Oh, fat. Yeah. <laughs> two minutes from. Playboy Cardi, I don't need I don't need a five-minute Playboy cool. Cardi song. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with it. Uh, but I feel like I asked you that because you're, you're a lyricist, and I feel like you could give us the five-minute joint. Yeah, I, I feel like I could, too, but I also feel... Man, with this album, I was just trying to come correct, bro. Like, mm -hmm. after, like, I never really talked about this with nobody, but after I dropped Misery Loves Company, I just felt, I don't know, bro, I just kind of felt, like, counted out. I felt like people felt like I wasn't it. 
I, I don't know, bro. Like my confidence level was really down after that shit. So it, that's what really, even though I was already working on this out during this time, but after I got that feeling, bro, it just made me like just want to rev up everything ten times harder with this album. So and look, I, I can't. I'm not yeah. going to lie because I'm gonna be honest with you. With Fade Zero Zero One, I was like, all right, this shit is this that shit. Misery yeah. Love Company. I don't know. I and, and I I don't think it was you because I, I like that project. I don't know if it was just the time it was released or what. That was one of the ones where I just I wasn't as up on game as I was with Phasers. In this one, yeah. it's like you were that you were that that animal that was pushed in the back of the corner, and you came out swinging, and yeah. you came out swinging hard. It's not just you. Like I feel like that's that's the experience that everybody had for it. And I don't know if it, if it was like you said, if it was time and if I didn't do enough promotion or what. Um, I feel like I had great moments on it. I feel like B is a great moment. What is it was a great moment. But as an album, I see why it kind of fell on deaf ears in a way. And like you said, uh, man, I really did. I just, I just felt like I was pushing the corner. Like, <laughs> and you came out, no, you came out swinging. Yeah. This, this project is absolutely amazing. So we get to the title track uh, that might not be alive. And I want to ask you, how important is your mom to you? You talked about the fights y'all had, but about how you regretted them. And I think it's interesting how you said we all. Well, I'm gonna get to that next question. Uh, the next part, but yeah, talk about just how important your mom is, and in the and just how it was putting those thoughts in this song. Man, that, my mom is very important to me. Like I'm at I'm at a house now because she got better Wi-Fi than I have in my house. Uh, Shout out moms, uh, man. Like I'm at a so like our relationship was great. I actually feel like because of what happened, that's what kind of made our relationship strong. Closer. So she's very important to me. It was just like at the time. Man, that was just a fucking weird time in my life, bro. Like, I, I remember I was I was about to go to the National Guard. I never thought about doing no shit like that in my life. But it, I was just going through a phase where I'm like, man, I need stability right now. Some structure right now. Where, man, it was just a, it was just a fucked up feeling. Like I said, it was it was around. Yeah, it, it, man, it was just a fucked up feeling around Would, the time, bro. If you don't mind me asking, because I think this is important to a lot of people, because I feel like a lot of people our age in this twenties trying to find your way in life, trying to find what means something to you, find your passions and whatnot. Being a creative, what made you get out of that feeling? Like, what made you get out of that rut of what you were going through? Man, if I'm being like one hundred percent honest, I feel like God kind of like slapped me in the face. Because, bro, like, when I when I had my mindset on that I was doing that, I cut everything cold turkey. I wasn't doing – I stopped smoking weed. I started drinking that shit. Um, but I stopped smoking weed, everything. So I took my test two months after. My eye dropped, like, fucking 30 pounds, all type of shit. So I'm taking all type of Sertos, all yeah. type of detoxing shits. And my drug tests still come back positive. It's like – what the fuck, bro? Like, I even lied to my family and told them it was my eyesight test because I just couldn't believe that shit. Yeah. Like, but that's the honest to God truth. Like, I cut everything cold turkey and my drug test still came back positive. So I felt like that was God slapping me in the face. Like, like nah, like, mm, yeah. yeah. That's, not, that's not where you need to be. That's not what you need to be doing. 100%. That's crazy, man. Because too much air, you'd have been, that's, that's nuts. And yeah. uh, let me see. I had something that I thought of because of that. Uh but you just dropped everything. Uh, oh, did you play, did, are, are you gonna play the song for your mom? Oh, I'm gonna let her hear it on her own. On her own? Yeah, it's gonna be, like like I said, it's just, it's too uncomfortable. Like, 100. I'm still, like, like I said, we pat, we're past it, but 
me it's, being with it and listening to it, it'll, it'll be uncomfortable. Yeah, because I mean, those are wounds, and like y'all, y'all stitched up the wound, but like it, even with stitches, some wounds could still open. Definitely, bro. Like, and that's one of those I'm trying to be very fragile with. Yeah, I'm not trying to go through that again. So no, one hundred percent. That's where I'm at. That's okay. Like I'm even thinking about shit. I sent her a text the day that shit dropped, like letting her know, like. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, like, I mean, uh, if I really it helps, a lot. this interview would definitely help because it'll show you her, like, how you feel and, like, how, how important it is that y'all rekindle yeah. that relationship. Yeah, she will definitely be telling that. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I think uh, the next part of this song, because I think that that was something I had to ask you about, but I think it's interesting you said how we're all searching for a high, and I think I agree with that, but I... It doesn't have to be a drug. It could be work. It could be an accomplishment of something like, for example, you performing on stage and seeing everybody, that energy you get, that's a high. Or just when you get good response from your album, can you just speak on that a little bit? Man, yeah. Like you said, I feel like we all have highs, whether it's like a physical high, whether you love drinking, you love smoking, you do pills, whatever your vice is. But like you said, if you're a creative, your high is putting out podcasts, putting out content is recording music is making beats like she so, could be a businessman and, and get a big stock exactly it's even for regular people uh, and I, I don't want to say i don't think nobody's regular everybody have their, their have purpose their thing. But yeah let's say if you're a person that's in a yoga a person that's in a soccer whatever like you you have your high from what is your accomplishments or it's just the task of getting better at it whatever that is like we all have our highs and that's basically what i was saying on a hook like um, just my, and that's the concept of the album. Like I'm saying, I feel like this in my frame. We all have like might not be alive. See, we not that much different. You and I, you yeah. searching for a high. One hundred percent. Because just, that's the reason you're searching. You're chasing that high so much, but in, in the fear that you might not be alive. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. One hundred percent. I fuck with that. The next track is destroy. Uh, what does the fear of losing mean to you? Man. Um, a lot, bro. Like, and I, I experienced a lot of loss, and it's it's like one of those things where, in a weird way, I felt like I, I never grieved properly. So, even in the song, like I'm talking about um, losing my grandfather. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, the fear of losing it, it means a lot to me. How did you get and not to bring the the vibe down because that's that's something I picked up on. That was the next part of my question. But how and how, and the losing of your grandfather and how it changed your life. How did you combat with that? And then how did you get over that? Bro, it was it was like a it was a very weird time, bro. Um because that was before we that was when we were still doing the Black Cypress group. So that was before we dropped the tape and everything. We were actually on what we were talking about on the last podcast, Black Cypress Story. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it was in the middle of that. Like, I just, like, I remember my sister just called me and she didn't sugarcoat or nothing. She was like, hey, um, Papa just died. Like, just laid it out for me straight up. And I just, I just hung up on her. And I remember I was just in the room, just sad, depressed, bro. Uh then it was just a weird time because it's like the same day of the funeral, like we got a we got another show that night. Yeah. So you know, it was just it was it was a weird time. So I think on this song it kind of helped me grieve and helped me get a lot of those emotions out. Cause like during that time period, I, I was such on like that was me just getting on the scene. 
Yeah. So I was such on a fucking grind, bro, that it's like, I was just like, man, I got to work, work, work. And I think this, pro- I think that's, it, that's amazing that we're talking about this. And because it just shows that not everybody, the timetables of grief is different because in phase zero, you released two projects and now we get in the story of it. So it's like, you, you finally had, I don't want to say the courage, but you finally, you finally accepted it and got to the point to where you were able to talk about it. And I think that could help other people. Yeah. And I think, I think, like I said, I wasn't really able to grieve it properly. So like during that time when I was talking about how I got put out the house and everything, um, I remember I was just going through a lot. So I, and I referenced that on the song. I just wanted to see the grace. I think about Jerry Dan, like, um, I just went to the grace. site, and I remember, um, like, bro, I just broke down. And I think that's what, that's what really inspired the song and everything. 100%. Well, I'm, I'm, happy that you put this out and and i'm glad that you were able to to get this because i think this will help a lot of people and i think this 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 story will help people so i i I appreciate you doing that uh and also let me pick the vibe up that guitar solo at the end of the at the end of destroy my goodness bro speaking of peaking the vibe up i was just thinking like man it sucks how like i hated playing i hate playing a song just on my own like i gotta play it in a sequence of the album to listen to it like i can't just play it solo. So I'm like, man, it's fucking weird how even the interview portion of talking about the song is <laughs> it's, it's rough. <laughs> yeah. But like, nah, man, that's something that I, that needs to be spoken on. And bro, Van Winkle, gotta give Van Winkle his props because that guitar yeah. solo at the end of that, he did. it's nuts, yeah. man. Like, th- did he play that live for you? Like, what was it like when you heard bro. him do that? I have a video of it. I, I can send you the video. I oh, you should definitely put that, like, when you put the album out, you should put, like, just session videos, and you should put that. That's got to be something the world got to see. I'm going to post that one because there's a funny story behind that. He did that guitar, so it took him, like, 10 takes to get that down. And I remember, like, bro, we were, at, we were recording by, um, my, by my friend's mom's house. Um, so I remember, like, he was just working on it. And man's a white, so he don't understand black households. So in the middle... <laughs> He just get this grunt and he like, fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, bro. Bro, like, you can't say that here. <laughs> like, you can't, you can't do that. Like, I know we're in the studio, but I know we old enough, but like, like, nah, because I still can't. Like, I don't curse around my mama. Like, I just yeah. don't. Cause like, like, and they know you do. I might, I might smell like weed around you and everything. They know you do. You can listen to the music and everything. You might watch Instagram videos, but it, I feel like all us is black. Black black folks, bro, we just had that respect. It's like Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, you can't you can't drop that. That's hilarious. I definitely want to see that video. You definitely gotta yeah, post that because man, that shout out Van Winkle because he killed that shit, bro. I gotta get yeah. Van Winkle on the pod because I didn't interview I didn't heard a lot about his production and then listen to a lot of it. We gotta get his story out there. But bro, Van Winkle is amazing, one of my favorites. Let's like, get to the time. to the next track running. You talked about how you can't hit your friends up when you're down because they'll look at you funny. Talk about that because I think we because that's a bar. And you also talk about how your friends and how y'all were close, but now y'all don't even talk. I feel like we're at that age to where you start to see who your real friends are and who's not. This is that one of those songs where you talk about a relationship, but it's about the friendship relationship. Yeah, and it's like, it's a weird thing. Cause like you said, you're, we're just going through that phase where you're going apart from certain people. So it's certain relationships that I, I've been having since high school that I never thought would- we'll be gone. 
Yeah, and it's like, man, we just we just on two whole different things. Running is about that, and like that's basically the whole concept of the song. Just kind of like confronting all those things just head on, and just like just being like, fuck it, it just is what it is. It, like, yeah, nothing you can do about it. <laughs> and like nothing st- you can do. About it. Yeah. And you still have the memories and everything, and you and you still may have love for that person, but y'all just like you said, y'all are on two different wavelengths right now. Just grew apart, and like, and man, I had I had a lot of relationships like that. But I still have, I still, for the most part, man, all ones is, is like, I know a lot of people hear songs like Needless to Say and probably certain lines and shit. They might think that I'm just fucked up with all my friends. No, I'm, we're, they, most of them are all solid. So, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah like, but that's something you gotta anybody talk about. I consider, anybody I consider a friend is solid. Like, it's a, it's a few people who I have grew apart from, certain people who I had to cut off and shit over time. But, that's anybody just life. who I consider as a friend is like they still solid. Yeah. And for life, and for anybody to say that they don't have that, they're just lying to themselves. You know what I mean? Because it's like we all go through that, and that's something that's something that as you grow older, you just you deal with. You know. And bro, and it's just I, I know this one. I think that's why it's like I, I express so much just about friendships and just relationships in my music. Because the type of person I am, like I when I was younger, I used to hold everything in. Yeah. So now that I'm older, is any time that I have some on my chest that I feel like I need to get off my chest, like I just gotta Say speak it. on it. So it's what I'm saying that in a song or it's like certain most times I'm actually saying it to these people. We're having arguments, but it's like, man, no, yeah. It's like, but I'm glad you did that. That's what inspires a lot of the music. I think that's what made this album so great because the relationships are real. The stories are real. You see the real emotion. And that's something that I really can take away from this project because with some rap, yeah, I, I like the gangster rap and whatnot. And I love all that. If, if you tell the story and it's not that I can't, you can't, certain, certain people can't relate to that. I never lived that lifestyle. But with this, it's like, I've had lot, uh, love that's been lost. I've had friendships that's been lost. I've, I've, I've had the hurt of loved ones. I've had problems with my mom. So it's just like, that's what makes this album so great because it's relatable to more people, in my opinion. Yeah, and man, I, like like I said, I'm, I'm glad that you liked it because I feel, man, like I, I and I, I hate to talk about it, but I just feel like I let my fan I, my fan base down with my not. I mean, with Mr. Love's company, so I feel like this is the the redemption, but bro. <laughs> again, it's like to say yeah. that and to be able to say that I feel like your fans will appreciate that, and I appreciate that because it's like. You letting the ego go, and it's like I can admit when I'm when I'm when I didn't put out my best work, or I can admit when it might have been because I I don't think it wasn't your best work. I think that it was great music, but when you just made a slip up, and it's like we coming out strong, and I'm showing y'all I still got it. So I think th- your fans will appreciate that one hundred percent. From now on, it's all coming out strong. Like. Hell yeah. <laughs> You that finished the project with uh, you finished the project with that's life. You said that one of your friends is your brother, regardless of what's in your heart. This project talks about relationships a lot between a multitude to the people, and I think that's a great way to end the project. It's it's a culmination of everything you said. Talk about putting uh, Maddie Swan on there. You put you have Maddie Swan on destroy, and just talk about the vibe of closing this project and how you finished this story. Yeah, bro. Like for the longest, I've been looking for like talented female singers around Louisiana who, like, it's a lot of them, but it's only a handful of them who take it as serious as Maddie, who are actively, like, pursuing shows, who are, like, dropping projects and shit. So I've been looking for 
somebody like that. I'm not trying to say I discovered her. I know shit like that, but no, you just been uh, somebody yeah, to collab I, with. Yeah, some. I think I think actually Ethan put me up on Maddie. I, I forgot how I got up on Maddie, but I just been a fan ever since I heard her. So uh, when I had the strong, when I had that's life, and I came up with these hooks, I'm like, bro, Maddie's voice over guitars, like me as a fan, I just want to hear that. Like that's that's just how that's genuinely how I feel about it. And that's life is actually like my favorite song. Yeah, it's my favorite song now. Why? Why? Why is it your favorite? Um, shit, bro. I feel I feel like it's one of the most creative on the album. Um, I feel like I pushed the limits on it as far as just the voice presence where I, where I took certain certain melodies and shit on the hook. Um, then just outside of that, just what I'm talking about, I feel like. That's the perfect way to sum up the album. It is sum up the concept. It was the perfect closing. Like, and going back to Fade One, it, it just reminded me of Cycles when I, I felt I just had that feeling of just like, man, I executed this ending perfectly. One hundred percent. Yeah. And I don't think it needed to have no more songs. I don't think it needed to be longer. It was the perfect length to get across the message you got across, and I think you accomplished that one hundred percent. I appreciate that, bro. Before we, uh, before we finish up, because I got some other questions, but real quick, tell the people where they can find the project at on, uh, on uh, websites and whatnot, DSP. Man, might not be a lot for wherever you can stream music, whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, fucking TikTok for yeah. kids. SoundCloud is <laughs> everywhere. SoundCloud, man, we even on Audio Mac with it, man. But look. Might not be alive is everywhere. It's going to be on iTunes, correct? It's going to be on a lot of times, yeah. Y'all make sure y'all go buy it. Like, for yeah. real, for real. And I, I know Jose not going to say this, but y'all go buy that project because it need, you need to support this man because it, it's one, yeah, you can stream the music and he'll get money from it, but this is one of the ones where every beat is thought out. It's amazing. All the lyrics have a meaning behind it. The sequencing of the album is flawless. This album has no misses, and I don't say this lightly, when art is this good, you have to support it uh, financially. I know we're in a rough time right now, but y'all got to go support this man because he put out great, great work, and I think you should buy it. And that's just hey, my, my, my two cents on that. But I appreciate that, bro. Just, <laughs> we, uh, we're going to do rapid fire, and I know we had you on before, right. so, so we're not going to do, do the ones we used to do. But be in Corona, with some of the movies you're watching, with some of the TV shows, some of the YouTube, just give us some of the stuff that's filling your time up in this quarantine. Um, during quarantine, I definitely been watching Dave. I binge watch Dave. Bye. Which is uh, low key. I think that's the best comedy of this year, and I think it can I win agree. awards. I agree, and man, it kind of the whole time I'm watching it, it reminded me of Atlanta. I don't, I don't think that it's the same show at all. It is kind of similar. I don't think it's the same show at all, but it just, it just made me just miss Atlanta while watching it too. So I think that might play a role in why I like it so much too. But no, nah, he just executed that perfectly. Bro. I feel that 100%. I said that, and I'm upset that people are taking away from it because they say it's too much like Atlanta. And I'm like, it's it, it has Atlanta vibes because it's FX, and that's how FX does their comedies. But like, yeah. this is a totally different story, and the characters are different. And I just feel like both of those things, Atlanta and Dave, can exist in the world, and we can love them both because I love Gator. I love Taco yeah. as L's. I love the redhead uh, manager. He's a comedian. Yeah. yeah I, I just think the show is so well done. I agree with you. And, like, I, I agree. Like, I don't think people need to compare it to Atlanta as much because, 
like you said, FX does have a structure. I watch a lot of FX content, whether it's Sons of Anarchy, um, Mayans MC. Um, shit, I need Snowfall. to get on Snowfall. Yeah, that's Snowfall. The, I, I need Snowfall. to catch up on Snowfall. I know that yeah. shit is amazing. You'll you love Snowfall, but like you said, they're all, whether it's a comedy or they're drama shows, they're all kind of structured in the same format. But I don't think they is the same show at all. Like, Dave is definitely, it's amazing. Like, <laughs> no, I agree. I'm yeah. so, so what else you got besides Dave? What else you been, um, been fucking with? Bro, I've been watching a lot of shit. Um, I hate to talk about this because, you know, everybody on Twitter been talking about it, but Tiger King, um, Tiger King was dope. <laughs> That's my shit, uh, yo. Okay, who is your favorite? And, and all these, let me say this, because when people, somebody got on me the other week for saying this, but all these people are shitty people. We, we understand right. that. Which one's your favorite of the shitty people? <laughs> Doc answer, bro. Yeah, that's my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> and bro, I, I I don't know. I was just listening to a podcast. Um, it was an interview with Doc Anthem. I don't think he's shitty. Um, I think the director kind of had some shit against him, but he he was like he was saying he don't have multiple wives. Like he was saying he oh, see, I, those women at all. See, I need to go watch that because the only thing I give to Doc Anthem is that like the. If he is doing with the, the documentary with the seventeen-year-old girls, that's that's fucked up. One hundred percent, that's fucked up. But if he's saying that he's not doing that, then hey, I gotta go. I gotta go because I thought the only thing that that was fucked up about him is just with the with the seventeen-year-old women and that that's that shit. Like I don't care if you have multiple wives as long as they're of age. But like if you mess with them young girls, and hey, nigga, you you, you a fucked up nigga. But I agree. Yeah. Out of all the people, he was the one that he, he just running a zoo. Man, man, he he seemed like he making the most money. Like his shit seemed like Disney World compared to <laughs> the rest of their shit. <laughs> like, and you know who else I fucked with? The Scarface right. nigga that went to jail, Bro, <laughs> but he I came back. With- Mario. <laughs> I fucked with him too. His story was fucking wild. Like I'm like, bro, how do you get off from a pill when like you admitted to chopping a nigga up? Like I do not understand. He had a rat on somebody. Like I, yeah. I do not understand. <laughs> oh shit! And it's always let me repeat because I always say this: it's fuck Carol Baskin. She killed that. She killed yeah, her husband. She killed that nigga. She killed. <laughs> she fed that nigga to the tigers. No, then the funny shit. Um, when um they were talking about. Who sprayed the perfume on Joe Exotic's shoes? She said, maybe they... Um, Sardine oil, oh, yeah! It's like, <laughs> it's like, hold on, bitch. How you know about that shit? <laughs> like, oh, 100%. Oh, and fuck Jeff Lowe ass, because Jeff Lowe, oh, yeah. he definitely a rat. Jeff Lowe is a scam. I feel like Jeff Lowe is a rat from the jump, bro. Like, and low-key, they, they got some pictures of Carol Baskin's first husband, and when you put it up of Jeff... I'm not saying it. That's a conspiracy that Jeff Lowe no. and Carol Baskin was conspiring, and she—he's her first husband. Go look at pictures no. of her first husband after I'm this. Go peep it out. Cause I'm like, nah, that's a wild shit. That shit is wild. That. <laughs> but it's uh, the story already so fucked up that that would just make it like a hundred times more fucked up. That would make because like it's already a perfect movie. That would take it to the next level. Yeah, I can't even say Frizo is out. Joe is out because man. I, I liked him, but he he was fucked up, bro. Yeah, Joe, Joe, <laughs> Joe's on some fucked up shit, bro. Like, Joe's on some... Yeah, no, he was definitely... <laughs> Joe was definitely a predator, pulling young boys out and giving, getting them fucked up on drugs and then marrying them. Like, them niggas wasn't even... Like, and there's nothing wrong with being gay. Let me, let me say that. But they weren't, oh, even, they weren't even homosexual. I nigga said, well, you ain't that straight. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, bro. <laughs> Joe Exotic was pimping these niggas, bro. Like, yeah. all right, so what else you been watching and doing? Oh, man, I I just, man, I got tired of watching a lot of shit. Like, I was, uh, 
I think I was talking to you about this offline earlier. Um, I've been watching a lot of IGTV lives. I've been watching a lot of these DJ battles and shit. Uh, what's your favorite um, battle? Um, shit. I really enjoyed the um, Neo and Jontae Austin because I wasn't familiar with Jontae Austin. Same. I thought that was, if you ask me, I think that was the best battle to date. I agree. Like, but the most entertaining, which I feel like you agree with too, but Dream and uh, <laughs> Sean, Sean Garrett. <laughs> Sean Garrett ass was fucked up that whole time. Bro, he was acting like he was on a FaceTime with like a, a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I also fucked with the boy one to hit boy battle. I, I fucked with, because I felt uh, like yeah. The RZA in Premiere, that was like an educational battle for me because some of those songs I didn't know. But with Boy Wonder and Hit Boy, that's our generation. Yeah, I definitely I agree. Like the, And I enjoyed the Boy Wonder and Hit Battle. Man, I hated how um, Manny Fresh... Manny Fresh they did Manny I, I dirty. Love, I love Manny, but he shouldn't have went against Scott Storch because you're not just going against Scott. Like, bro, you're going against fucking Dr. Dre. And that's my thing. We, we talked about this on... We talked about this on the other pod. Like, we scored when we rescored it, and I scored Manny to win because I take off points. You can't play Dr. Dre produce beats. You can't. Like, how can you fucking do that? And I think it's these battles are a popularity of like the songs you like. So obviously, to the main public, Sky Storch won. But some of the Manny Fresh songs are hits, man. And yeah. I, and I felt the same way with Lil John and T Pain. I'm not gonna give shots a yeah. win over buy you a drink. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like Lil John would produce a lot of pop songs. But one thing, I, one thing that this battle it made me realize, like you need that arena music. You need that the diversity. Music. Yeah. You need that perform. You need that performance. So when I'm listening to the T Pain and the and the um, Lil John battle, I'm like, man, every single one that Lil John played. Not a single one of those records wouldn't fucking go off in any venue. Yeah, facts. <laughs> that is true. Like, any venue, any like from anywhere, all those records would go off. No, that that is a great point. I got a question. You want to smoke with anybody? Because I'm trying to set up these battles, man. I'm trying to set up these underground artist battles. You want to smoke with anybody? Because I Swagger, we did the Swagger did one with uh, I, I forget the producer's name, but uh, I. Yeah, Swagger did one. I, I'm sorry if I'm forgetting your name, but Swagger did one. I'm trying to set up these bad man. You want to smoke with any of these artists, bro? Man, what what is like? Like what 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 are we doing? Like shit, we could get like, like artist battles are weird. Ten what songs, ten fifteen songs, and we just play them, and then the, and we it, it's not it's we're not gonna see who win. It's just a, for the culture, so people could get. If let's say this person got fans and his fans not your fans, and you got fans and his he, fans not your fans, it could just bring uh, a light to the music. Like I, I would love to see. Maybe Jose Xavier versus uh like old Spanish or like someone like like someone like or Jira or something like that. I'll kill anybody you put on. Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! This nigga want the smoke. Let's go! I'm sending out. Don't worry, we gonna set this shit up because I'm I'm gonna hit up a bunch of niggas. We gonna get it going. Fuck yeah! Let's get it done, bro. Hell I'm yeah! With, I'm with the shits. Fuck it. I'm, I'm with it. I'll do it. We on quarantine. I don't got shit else to do. One hundred percent. Fuck yeah. Well, Jose, thank you so much. This has been hella fun. Tell the people where they can find you on social media. And again, tell them where they can get Might Not Be Alive. You can find me on all social media at Jose Xavier, J-S-E-X-A-V-I-E-R-J-S. And you can find Might Not Be Alive on anywhere where you stream music, whether it's Apple Music, Spotify, iTunes. Make sure you go buy it. YouTube, you can, man, everybody make sure you go support this album. Um, I put a lot of time into it. 
and shit, bro. Like, uh, these always like awkward to me, but yeah, I just want everybody to go out and support the album. One hundred percent, man. Y'all go follow Jose. Like I said, y'all go cop the album. This album gets one hundred percent the bros who think stamp as fire. Yes, it is super, super fire. Y'all go Once do that. Again, two for two. Yeah, bro. Thank you, man. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. And you know, you know, you always welcome here. But with that being said, let's finish off the show with the redraft of the 2012 NBA draft in Bros Who Ball. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It is time for the sports segment I like to call Bros Who Ball. And yes, we're in video. All the brothers are in here. We got Schubert to the left, Julian on the bottom, and diagonally joining us back, Mr. Justin Baptiste. But before I introduce everybody, I want to say thank you to Jose Xavier for coming on the pod. Super dope interview. You guys got to make sure y'all go get that album. It Look, I don't like to... uh, I, I, I don't like to give the bros of stamp, stamp approval to every album and every artist I bring on this pod, I think is phenomenal. Otherwise I wouldn't bring them on now, but there's certain ones where it's like, okay, you made a really good album and might not be alive by Jose Xavier is an album. You got to check out to me is the best album from any, uh, any local unsigned artist anywhere of 2020 so far, might not be alive, Jose Xavier. I don't do this for everybody, man. This album is legit. Y'all make sure y'all go get it. But joining me to the left, Mr. Adam Schubert. Shuby, how you doing, brother? I'm doing okay, man. It's been a, it's been a day, but yeah. I'm ready to talk about <laughs> some drafts. Yeah, you had us a rough day. To the bottom, Mr. Julian Navarre. How you doing, my brother? Oh, I'm doing all right. Getting used to this video thing, having to look at your ugly ass. But <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, man. Something new. And then back again, Mr. Justin Baptiste. Justin, glad to have you back, brother. And you'll be back as long as we're doing these NBA redrafts or until basketball come back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Glad, glad, glad to be back, man. And you're out of Florida, huh? My yeah. guy is back home. I feel way more safe here. <laughs> Uh, that's strange. <laughs> Way more safe here, man. No, because he had all the little Florida. high schoolers climbing around. They had all the beach people climbing in, in Florida. Justin was around the crazies. Hey, shout out to Florida and DME, but I feel safer here. <laughs> no, I feel you. I would feel safer at your, at your mama house as well. Like, I would as well. But uh, real quick, let me ask Adam, Schubert, and Julian. We will be doing an NBA, uh, NFL draft recap. We'll be recording it Thursday night, but Early thoughts, the draft is tomorrow. Just give people what you think, and I'll start with Julian. Something you expect to see from the draft or just anything that, that you think about this upcoming NFL draft? I think everyone has the draft pretty planned out, thinking everyone has an idea where, you know, someone's getting drafted to. But I read something that one of the GMs said, people shouldn't be expecting anything because this Ooh. draft is about to be really wild. Oh, so I okay. can't wait to see. I mean, okay. I think Joe Burrow is going to be the number one pick. But other than that, it could be all over the place. That's what I kind of hope for, to be honest. Me too. I want I want for craziness. So when we recap it, it's going to be a fun conversation. Shuby, give me what you're thinking about the draft. You you are the most up-to-date guy. He, I, You know what's coming. Let me know what you're thinking. I've been catching up, so I'll be ready for the redraft. But give me your thoughts. Oh Well, we know what's happening first. But everything after that is complete mystery. Um you know, maybe the Redskins get Chase Young at two. That's so what maybe say. the first the first two picks are probably set in stone, but everything else is a complete mystery. The Dolphins are changing their mind every second. That that's the team I'm the most interested in because they have the potential to get three franchise players in this draft. 
Because they have, have three a, first round picks. I have a question for you. Raiders, are they going Tua or is Tua gonna fall in this draft? What do you expect being well if, they, if he goes guy? if he goes to the Raiders, then that's a fall. I mean, mm. anything after three is a fall for Tua because that's where people are slating him to be Shit. at. So. Honestly, he was supposed to be one if we look pre-injury. Sure, but, I mean, Justin Herbert was supposed to be one a year ago. Yeah, that's true as well. No, he was, Julian. Look, I'm not going to let you do that. The Bill Polians, the Mel Kuyper Juniors of the world were saying Justin Herbert was the one, but Bill Polian did not think, uh, what's his name, Lamar Jackson was going to be a baller either. So, But we're going to get everything uh, straight, ready to go. Final questions about the draft. Uh, Who is the first wide receiver taken? Probably Judy. Just you think Judy? Name recognition, yeah. yeah. No, one hundred percent. So, all right, word, word. Well, let's get to this in an NBA redraft. Oh well, one more thing, NFL. Uh, start start with Schubert. How do you feel about the Rob Gronkowski move to Tampa? I was honestly surprised because he had just made his WWE debut like a month ago. So I thought that that was his new career path. But I guess maybe. Bill Belichick was the um, the unraveling of the New England Patriots dynasty, it seems like, because was he like, oh, I don't want to play for the Patriots, but I'll go play for the Tampa Bay Bucks. I mean, that's kind of a... It's, cr- it's crazy, thing. man. Like, I am kind of shocked. I thought that was just like, uh, uh, well, no, if they trade him, he has to play. It, this is wild. Is, is Julian Edelman going to end up on the Bucks too? Like, what's, what is next? Uh, Julian, how do you so feel Percy about Harvey this? Came out of retirement. Uh, oh, yeah, because of the weed stuff. <laughs> Bill Belichick has six championships, and he's a football mastermind. People are saying that he only let Gronk go for a fourth-round pick. Who, who, who wants to sit here and doubt, doubt Bill Belichick? Oh, not me. Not, not I. Me. So that's all I got to say about that. As, as far as the fourth-round pick that people were concerned about, um, Gronk in 2018, he didn't play much until the playoffs. Facts. So just goes to tell you, you know, a little bit about his health and whatnot. So I think this is horrible for the Saints. Let me let me call a spade a spade. I know I love it. The Saints got to deal with Mike Evans, Gronk, OJ Howard. Is Deshaun Jackson still on that team? No, no. he's back on the Eagles. Who's the other wide receiver? Don't they have Godwin? Godwin, Godwin the speedster. So I mean. If Two Tom behind Gronk. That's what I'm saying. OJ Howard, if if Tom Brady, Brady can spread the ball, I don't want to hear shit from y'all next season about ooh, Tom Brady don't have weapons. Tom Brady don't have this. Tom Brady has four of the best weapons in the NFL, barring that Gronk is the same. Cause I'm I'm like Schubert. I'm kind of shocked. I gotta see him do it on the field. Cause I thought he was gonna be a wrestler and I was ready for his WWE career. But We shall see how that goes, and we'll talk more NFL next week as well as be sure on the lookout. The redraft will be out Friday. We're going to do that Thursday night. I mean, not the redraft, the uh, NFL draft recap. We're going to do that Thursday night. All right, let's get into it. Justin is in the drafting. We did the first two drafts without him. Justin's drafting from now on. He, He is picking next week's draft. So with that being said, he has the second pick this week. Schubert has the first pick. I have the third, and Julian has the fourth pick. On the board, on the clock, is Adam Schubert, the GM for the New Orleans Horn. Uh, well, they are the Pelicans. They, I think this might have been their last year as Hornets, but the New Orleans Pelicans are on the clock. Schubert, who are you taking in this draft? Uh, well, you know, at the time, the Pelicans really didn't have anybody on their team, so literally anyone would help. But it's one of those things where we were talking off-air before about uh, Hakeem, 
Elijah being the, you know, the number one pick in the Jordan draft. And you have to understand that that's the right choice. And for here, even in 2012, for the right choice for the Pelicans would be to take AD. I'm not mad at the pick. Stick with AD. Let, let's discuss. Wow. Let's discuss this. Julian, wow. I, I, you would have took Anthony Davis. Justin would have took Anthony Davis. Oh, I, no, 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 no. I'm just appalled. You, oh, you wouldn't have? I'm Let not me, taking Anthony Davis. You would, okay, wait. Why? Who would you have taken? Let's talk about this because I, I think me and you are on the same page. I'm taking Damian Lillard. Th- th- that's what I would have did is and let me explain. <laughs> I'm going to feel like from like but not, da- like, Damian Lillard right hasn't now. hasn't proved that he could lead a team anymore no, either. 100% but Damian Lillard has loyalty. I think they could have built something around Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard has shown in the playoffs he can be clutch. Anthony Davis does not show a clutch factor. He's constantly injured and Damian Lillard has uh, injury-free history. I'm with I'm with Julian, I'm with uh, uh Justin on this. I like Logo Lillard. Now, if someone would have said Bradley Beal, I'd have argued, come on, fam. Bradley Beal ain't leading no team nowhere. Dame has made the playoffs. Dame doesn't have the right team around him. And I think Dame with a little uh, with a little Zion Williamson might be looking fire, but well, I don't know. They, well, they would have I don't Dame, think they, they would have got – yeah, they wouldn't have had Zion. But I'm trying to think. Wait, didn't the Pelicans 4-0 them in the playoffs? They did, but think about they Dame did. Lillard. That Dame Lillard. Wait, did Drew lock him up? Like, and having locked down like Drew, up. having lock up Drew, having Dame Lillard, that's a good two. That's a good two set. I, huh. I, I just, I just think no. the Pels. W- nope. Like Schubert said, the, Dame Lillard done lately though, man. Like Schubert said, the Kim Olajuwon thing. We saw that in the Jordan draft. You had to take him. I, you have to take Anthony Davis, but. If I'm the GM in a time machine, going back, I might take Lillard if I if I could travel back in who's time. Who's to say, no, no, who's to say Lillard would stay in New Orleans? Because people keep forgetting. Still to this day, it hasn't been proven. All because, every, you know, they got David Griffin and Zion. Everyone thinks New Orleans is a model franchise now. New Orleans has always been a terrible franchise. That's not what true. They made the – they almost made the Chris, finals they, with Chris Paul and David West. They can't keep talent. Baron Davis left. Chris Paul left. Anthony Davis left. It's it's. Chris it's Paul got traded. Door. They had he was gonna leave anyway. They had football people running basketball operations now that's true. until last year. That's not a model franchise. Anyone wants to get away from dysfunction. One thing about Portland, you know, they're not the best team due to location. They don't have dysfunction the way New Orleans has. New Orleans had one good year, be all because they got Zion the number one pick and they got David Griffin. Well, now, and now, who's now to we say he's such a great. Who's to say he's such a great GM yet? We don't know. We, we well, look, here. everything also, that, that was happening Pelicans this year is proven to be good. Coach. They've never had a really good coach, in my opinion. I never thought Monty was much. Other people did. I never thought he was I much. I like Monty Williams. So, I mean, I, I see why. You know, he's, he's a cool dude and whatnot. But, I mean, there was a reason they let him go. I, I think that was a mistake. I, I think that was a mistake. But, uh, Justin, you wanted to say something about this. Why would you have taken Damian Lillard? Well, like, I'm going off of, like, from – what what he's done? I'm not going off from like that 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 moment drafting. No, no, we're going from what we know now. Yeah, 100. percent We know now. Oh yeah, I mean like Daniel is a gamer, man. I mean the reason why he hasn't gone too far in the playoffs because of who he he's he's had to play, play against and with he to play the war. No, exactly. I mean he hasn't. His team is good, but he's. I think Drew Holiday is an upgrade from C.J. McCollum. I think what what what. Drew so Holiday is not so you really like, as efficient on scoring as CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum last year in the playoffs came to play. Yeah. I've never Drew Holiday is not he couldn't be as consistent as 
I'm CJ still McCollum CJ on his best two weeks. Bro, you are you are out. You were just a Drew Holiday. I'm not. No, I'm talking about an overall player. I'm talking about overall player. No, CJ. CJ doesn't play defense. Dude, defense doesn't only look. This isn't the old days. When it comes to the playoffs, defense is important. But in the regular season, defense is a non-factor. We all know this. Like it's just common sense. In the playoffs, playoffs. CJ McCollum has not shown good playoff defense. It, look, yeah, but he, he showed like forty points. I'm giving you know, y'all. I'm giving Holiday y'all these. Like that. I'm giving you these stats. Drew Holiday averages average. Not better than CJ, man. Oh, He's you are out your y'all are out, out your mind. But look, they're wearing Pelicans jerseys, both of them shirts. So who's to say they could be biased? I know. No, she was but you are you are biased against the Pelicans biased. and all Louisiana teams. No way. No. There's an argument. I mean, because Drew Holiday, he hasn't he hasn't been an All Star. He hasn't been All Star. Yes, he has. He's been All Star once. Once. He in was Philadelphia. In Philadelphia. Yeah, that one year, Gosh, bro. Yeah, I'll take Drew Holiday injury over history. I'll take Drew Holiday over CJ McCollum any day of the week. But that's just me. Let's get to the second pick. Uh, Justin, you have the Charlotte Bobcats. Who are you taking? AD. Oh, no, AD's off the board. Schubert took him. He's off the board. He's off the board. Okay, so we're just going. Okay, I got you. Yeah, once he's gone, he's gone. Oh, so second, I'm I'm taking Lillard. Okay, Damian Lillard. That's a solid pick. I am mad at that. That could – but wait, let me see. At the time, do they have Kimball Walker? Uh, Charlotte, Hornets. All right, I'm going to ask you if you want to rethink this 2012 roster. Because I think did have Kimba. they do, they do. So 2011. I'm gonna give you a chance to redo it because they got Kimba. Uh, uh, oh, Bradley Beal then too. Bro. All right, Bradley Beal is off the board. That's, That's a, a solid pick. Solid team, yeah. Yeah, that makes that makes uh, Charlotte a playoff team and gonna give LeBron and them some trouble in the East with Brad Beal, Kimba Walker. They got Nicholas Batum. That team had a lot of veterans at the time, and they were a very good team. So with Washington. All right, this is tough because Washington has John, John Wall. Wall. Hmm, this is tough on me. All right, I got to do what is I think John Wall has never had and I think he functions best with. At three, I'm going Andre Drummond. I think, right. Andre, I think Andre Drummond and John Wall at, uh, doing pick and roll, him being a defensive lockdown, get, uh, John, uh, Andre Drummond averages a double-double gets uh, between 15 to 20 points to 20 rebounds. I think him and John Wall are going to be a good force for Washington. If you, if, oh, man. I mean, that, look. That, that's my name recognition. You know, you got John Wall at the time. Sean Livingston was his backup. You have Jordan Crawford at the two. Trevor Ariza. Um, Trevor Booker would have been the four starting probably. And then, and then, and then, Drummond. Uh, then Drummond? That's a solid squad. They just need shooting. Like and I, and there's no one on this uh on this board if because I I mean Dame's there but there I don't is. think I don't there think one on this board. I don't think Dame and uh Dame and Wall play well together and if you don't if you don't take Dame then it's like all right gotta go Andre Drummond because there's no one else I think there's a pick later for there Washington that it, well we'll see. All right, uh, Julian, number four, you got the Cleveland. Well, I was licking my chops whenever you passed up on a certain someone that Washington took in 2012. Well, with the Cleveland Cavaliers, I'm going to choose Bradley Beal. He's gone. Beal's off gone. the board. Well, you took him? No, yeah, Justin, took Bradley Beal. Justin took Bradley Beal second. Oh. Yeah, that's why, that's oh, why I took Drummond. 
Oh, dude, I thought the Cavs got Kyrie. And, and the Cavs have Kyrie. You don't need Dame. Who you going to nah? Let's 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 talk. Nah. Well, <laughs> now that everyone's off the board, ooh, I see Austin Rivers. Psych. <laughs> uh, I mean, Harrison you know Barnes solid, there. That's exactly what I was about to say. I I'm gonna go with Harrison Barnes. All right, I that's. I, th- I think he could. I mean, the finals run that he had with Golden State. He did more than Kevin Love did with the Cavaliers going over there. Hell, if they would have had Harrison Barnes, I don't even think they would have needed to get Kevin Love. That's not a bad Except pick. Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> That's not a bad pick for you. There is someone on the board, but I know you you would you you don't like this person. That's why I didn't suggest them to you. So Draymond. I, yeah, no, no, Chris Middleton. Yeah, yeah, I like him. Yeah, I don't like him. He, he disappears yeah. in the playoffs. I know you don't like. All right, well, Schubert is on you with the Kings at number five. Yeah, the Kings, it's difficult because they do have players that I, I guess are all right, but nobody that's better than Damian Lillard. So yeah. I'll well just take him at number five. You got it. Ooh, and that's great for the Kings. And that, yeah, I mean, that, they, that, they would have Damian Isaiah Thomas hometown. He's like an hour but, away. Damon Tyreek yeah. Evans, that's solid. That's super, super solid. Okay, so it's on uh, Justin with the Trailblazers. The Trailblazers are so upset right now that they did that Dame is off the board. So Trailblazers, uh, I'm gonna have to go with. They need a star. I'm gonna go with uh, Chris Milton. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. That's the that's the right pick. Gives gives them someone solidified and someone that can score the ball for them. And maybe the year that y'all draft CJ McCollum, there's a point guard in there somewhere that y'all could take instead. And then it, it's rebuilding, nonetheless. Y'all got to rebuild. So Chris, Chris is Chris is a solid player. I am mad at that. Okay, so next up is me with Golden State. Harrison Barnes is off the board, as well as Chris Middleton, who I wanted to take for Golden That's State. Easy, man. But, yeah, it is easy. No, you're 100% right. I could wait, though, to tell the second round to take his ass at 35. <laughs> he could go at the second round. And I could take uh, someone else. But, no, nah, I'm not going to do this. I'm taking Draymond Green yeah. at the uh, – for the – what pick is this? this is for the seventh pick, Draymond Green. All right. Just – I mean, Julian, it's on you. You are picking for the – ooh, uh, for Toronto. Okay. They picked Terrence Ross, and I think that was the right pick. They needed someone big and athletic who can move. Uh, I think he was the right pick. He, he played in some playoff appearances with them, I believe. Okay. I don't see that they did yeah. wrong. Other than that, I was thinking about Evan Fournier, but I, I like the Terrence Ross pick. Yeah, I like Terrence Ross as well. And that's, that's the other guy I've been thinking of, Terrence Ross. Okay. Yeah, Fournier is going to get picked up earlier than he was. All right, it's on you, Schubert, with the Detroit Pistons. I'm going to go – they picked Middleton in this draft. So no, they picked Drummond. With, well, they also picked Middleton. Oh, they did? He was okay. on the team. Really? But, um, so I'm going to go with uh, another shooting guard, and I'm going to get Dion Waiters. Ooh, Dion. Okay. Oh, gummy bear. Why Dion's <laughs> over uh, Fournier? I mean, I honestly don't – pulled a lot of stock to Evan Fournier. I mean, I think that Dion Waiters kind of gives – Gives you a little bit more. I mean, I I don't really know of Evan Fournier doing anything but shooting. And Dion mm. Waiters at least gives you a little bit more of a presence on defense. That's true. All right. However, 
uh, where's I mean, Fournier is still in the league, also. That is true. Uh, Justin, I want to trade my pick for the Portland Trailblazers at 11th for your pick at the New Orleans. I want to take the Hornets pick, so I'm trading you the pel- the uh Trailblazers. You can pick for the Trailblazers. Trades? Yeah, let me pick for the what? Hornets, Justin. Let me pick for the Hornets, bro. Of the Pels. All right, fine, go, go, go. All right. So the Pelicans, Anthony Davis, I, I think this Austin Rivers trade put them back. I think if they would have chose the right person at this time, it would have been something that they could move forward. Like, it's like the Zion pick. I think with Zion, they picked two other good young people with Jackson and Nikhil Alexander-Walker. I think this Austin Rivers pick really set the uh, Pelicans back. So with this pick, I want to choose Evan Fournier for the New Orleans Pelicans. He is a two-guard who can shoot the ball. He can do off-pick-and-roll, and he brings quality offense where Austin Rivers could not shoot the ball, and Drew Holiday can still be there to create. And I think Evan Fournier is a little bit better creator than Austin Rivers. I'm going Evan Fournier with the Pels. All right, Justin, you can pick. I just wanted to do that pick because I didn't know who you were going to take for the Pellies, and I had to get him Evan Fournier. I had to. <laughs> the Trailblazers are your pick at number 11. They chose Myers Leonard. Are you taking Myers Leonard? I'm going with Will the Thrill. Will Ooh, Will Barton. Okay. Will I like Barton. that pick. Solid pick. So, Will the Thrill. They got offense now. Second rounder, too. He, 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 he's a dog. Yeah, he, he is. On defense. Like he's like a – I hate to say it. He's like a crackhead. <laughs> no, he is, man. Look. <laughs> like, he's, he's everywhere. So long. He's out there. Dude, he is out there. I, he's a, a street baller. Picture. Like, I like, I like his moves. And look. Will Barton, you could place uh, Middleton at the three, put Will Barton at the two, and now y'all just missing a point guard. If y'all could take a point guard that year, y'all draft C.J. McCollum, huh, Trailblazers might be something a little special because Will Barton never got a chance to start. He's always been a six-man, and I think if he had his own team and be one of those options, I think we could see more from him. I like that pick, uh, Justin, with the Trailblazers at 11. All right, Julian, you have pick number 12, Houston Rockets. They took Jeremy Lamb. Are you taking Jeremy Lamb? I'm going to keep that pick, Jeremy Lamb. That was a good pickup for him at the time. They use it later on to get James Harden. All right, hell yeah, Jeremy Lamb. Okay. It's back to you, Schubert, with the Phoenix Suns. Who are you taking? Uh, I'm taking uh, Mo Har- Harkless. Ooh, okay. Why Mo Harkless? Um, you know, Mo Harkless has proven to be an asset for the the Clippers, and honestly, I just feel like he's one of the better players available right now. Um, the other option I was thinking of was Jay Crowder, but I kind of like Harkless's game a little bit better. I ain't mad at that. Jay Crowder is – he's solid on defense, but Harkless, I think, adds a little better three-point shooting than Crowder. I mean, yeah, than Crowder. So, all right, cool. So, we have two more picks. Uh, it's on Justin with the Philadelphia 76ers, and I have the last pick with the Rockets. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jay Crowder. All right, solid. Jay Crowder, Houston Rockets, add someone good for that team. And if they keep him when – uh, Yeah, when they keep him with James Harden, he could be something special for them. I'm trying to shoot you, got a little jumper. Exactly. He can knock down buckets. All right, so with my pick, I have the final pick, which is the uh, – with the Houston – no, no, no. Justin chose that for the 76ers. I have the Houston Rockets. Justin chose uh, – Jay Crowder for the uh, 76ers. Okay, so I got Houston Rockets from New York. Hmm. So they took Royce White at the time. Man, it's kind of slim pickings right now. And I don't want to take Festus Azili. <laughs> oh, geez. All right, yeah, I know who I'm going to take. Okay, I'm taking Thomas Sadoransky, 
Uh, he, you may know him from Washington. He's a solid role player. He can knock down shots. He can create. <laughs> All these people. Over who? Mike Scott. <laughs> Mike yeah, Scott. Bro, you have Austin Rivers, Jonathan Simmons, Miles Leonard, Kent Bazemore. I'm going Thomas Sadoransky. I like Thomas Sadoransky. Thomas I don't even know who that is, and I love basketball. From Washington, you don't know Thomas Sadoransky? He's no, and that's a name I remember. Bro, Thomas Sadoransky, when John Wall sat down, it was him and Bradley Beal. He's that, very solid. He is. He's a very solid player. He can create on his own. He can shoot. And I think he's just been in the John Wall shadow and hasn't had his own team, and I think he's good enough. I'm taking Thomas Sadoransky with the last pick for Houston. Shit. Let's go. All right, word. Solid draft. Let me run through it real quick to uh, give the final the final picks of what we got. So, number one, Anthony Davis went to NOLA. Uh, the Hornets took Bradley Beal. Washington Wizards took Andre Drummond. The Cleveland Cavaliers took Harrison Barnes. The Kings, Damian Lillard. The Trailblazers took Chris Middleton. The Warriors took Draymond. Toronto, Terrence Ross. Pistons, Deion Waiters. Pelicans, Evan Fournier. Trailblazers, Will Barton. Houston, Jeremy Lamb. Suns, Mo Harkless. And Houston with the final pick of Thomas Sadoransky. Solid draft, boys. Super solid draft. All right, y'all tell the people where they can find y'all on social media, starting with Adam Schubert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ashubert14, and you can listen to the Bros Who Binge podcast every Monday. We talked about the Jordan doc last week and ranked our favorite 30 for 30s. So um, that's definitely a fun watch and uh, extraction this weekend. So We're going to be reviewing the Jordan doc every Bros Who Binge on Monday. We'll have you have a new review of it. Every because we're white, it's gonna be the day after, and we're gonna be talking extraction this week. So super dope, but be sure to check it out because we, like Shiver said, we ranked all of the top 30 for 30s, and that was super, which super was hard. hard. Yeah, I mean, that was, was like really hard, exactly. All right, Justin, so they're way so, different. Yeah, they are. Justin, tell the people they can find you at on social media, and also tell the people what you thought of the last dance because we didn't talk about it on this pod. Give your thoughts of what you thought of the first two episodes. Okay, yeah, so the last dance, I think the biggest thing that, that stood, first off, it was great, uh, well put together, but I think the biggest thing that stood out to me that I, I didn't know is how underpaid uh, Scott, Scotty Pippen was. Yeah. And I think, like, in any business, man, like, you don't treat anybody like that. Like, the star player, like, they people deserve their money, man. And for, like, you know, he, he produced throughout the entire 90s. And for him to be the sixth highest paid player on that team while Jordan's making $33 million, your second best player is making $2 million, yeah. like, that's, that's messed up. That, 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 like, that's bad business, man. No, and look. So, like, that's the biggest thing I, I took from that was how bad they did Pippen. I hated Jerry Krause, bro. Like, how you going to make the best player in the league retire when they're winning championships, but I blame the owner, Reinsdorf, and, and I know Julian might say this, but you see he ain't never rebuilt the team. After that, he should have kept it going until it was over, and then maybe yeah. he could have – like, you don't, you, you don't blow up the Warriors while they're – like, if the Warriors would have won this last year, you would have did everything you could to try to sign Kevin Durant. You don't blow that team up until you, until you have to. I like the thing where they're saying that Jerry Krause was the inspiration for the uh, owner of the Monstars. I've seen that. <laughs> I didn't even know that. But oh man! Also, like him, like you know, telling Phil Jackson is it's his last year. Like they just won, like they just won two in a row, man. But He's I blame like, the owner. Like at some point, you own this team, you gotta put your foot down. Like this man just can't come in here and just say, "Oh, bye, Phil, bye, Pippen, uh, Michael, you gotta do it, or we rebuild." Like you don't tell the best player on the planet ever we gotta rebuild. The owner is absolutely stupid because even if you bring him back and you lose, 
you make a billion dollars. Like, what the fuck are you doing? But Julian, let me get your thoughts on The Last Dance as well as your social media. I thought it was, you can find me on Twitter at JujuNav, J-U-J-U-N-A-V. As far as The Last Dance, everything Justin said, I didn't, you know, we know about Jordan. We grew up in it, but we were all like three or four years old, five years old. So we don't remember anything. Uh, you know, Allen Iverson was the first big player I remember. But um, I didn't know. I had to call my dad after the documentary. Same. I, I know, did the same thing. I didn't know Jerry Krause was like, I didn't know who he was, to be honest. Me neither. Like, really talking about, I didn't know he was responsible for And I didn't know Jordan was only like 34 years old. Because I talked to my dad, and he was like, they had another championship in them. No one no one to say they would have won in 99 because they would have played the Spurs, and that Spurs team was really loaded. And by then, Jordan would have been a seven championship. But it would have been nice to see. My dad for sure said they would have at least made the championship another year. My, da- my dad said the same weak. thing. And my dad said, look, weak. as great as Rodman and Duncan was, I, he said he didn't know if they was going to beat uh, Mike, Mike and them. I don't know. The Duncan was, I mean, it was the emergence. He, no, 100%. Prime, prime and stuff. If they were the to beat him, it would have been that, in my opinion. And that's what my but, dad said. He was like, the thing is, do they re-sign Rodman or do they get another center? Because he said he didn't think Rodman could have checked David Robinson at that point because Rodman was like late 30s and he was pretty much done. But well, he said and, if they had kept the Bulls Pippen. Have kept him though. That's would the Bulls have kept him? But they were all on their last leg though. Like, I mean, Pippen went to the Blazers the next year. Uh, in 99, where they went no, to he the went Western to Houston. Conference. He went to Houston first. Then he went to the Blazers, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were they had a lot of miles on them. Kind of like the Warriors. I think they would eventually broke down. And but, 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 but you it, just but can't get rid of know. them. We yeah. won't know. But hey, hey, it's better that they that they left on that note winning rather than going six for seven, losing one or something like that. So Facts. There's the only reason why Jordan is so untouched. Yeah. Uh, this is why. Yeah. If you would have lost that one... It might be different. Yeah, it could be a yeah. different argument. I don't, I don't really yeah. like to compare. Like, you want to compare them all and stuff like that. That's you. People forget. They want to compare. They're comparing individual players. It takes a legit team. Team, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I, I realize this from watching this. The Celtics had a big three. The Lakers had a big four with Magic. Um, Mike had a big three because Pippen and Rodman is a big three. The book, yeah, no, the, they uh, played together well. LeBron's never had a good, good team, I could say, until – you got to Miami and I like the Cavs team like that. That Cavs with Kyrie and Love, that's a solid. That that's a three. Dude, Love was like and the Heat, yeah, the Heat's a big three as well. well the Heat when he had uh, Allen and yeah, and yeah, like, and Ray, Ray Allen was a baller. Just, <laughs> he made a shot. He made shots and stuff like that. But I'm talking like a full around because Dwayne Wade was like off and on injured the whole time. Like we'll after, talk, after the he 20, saved some of those series. He finals, did. He did. After Rick, the 2010 final, that was it. We're gonna talk more yeah. about this next week because I got I got to get my arguments and stats for you, Julian. Because Wade did a hate. yeah, dude. Wade did a lot of good stuff. But we gonna keep watching. LeBron hate. Yes, LeBron hate. We gonna keep Justin, watching. You this. better come back me up on this. He'll hey, be I'm, back next week. You know me. I'm but we are gonna get y'all thoughts on the last dance as well. We are gonna keep me and Trooper doing the review after, but we'll get y'all thoughts as well next week. I'm excited. Uh, Justin's going to give the draft to me at some point before next week, and I will announce it in the middle of the week. But for Adam Schubert, for Justin Baptiste, for Julian Navarre, for Brooklyn, for Doom, and for uh, Jose Xavier, my name is Lennon Burton. You guys, thank you, thank you for tuning in this episode. Jam-packed. It was super, super dope. Glad to have all the boys on camera. We're lit. We're live. Y'all make sure y'all follow Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think and be sure to check out for all the content because we will be doing more content like this.
coming soon to supplement. But until then, enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Peace. About to hit another bitch, I'm at on Instagram. Fuck them bitches, I'm my own, no, I ain't into that. Plus it's all about the morning, got me moving fast. I'ma skip out on the ticket like it's dinner jazz. Hit it once and don't reply, can get your feelings back. In case you ever had a thought of me and you. And I've been hearing through the wind and got your nigga mad. But I'm surrounded by them boys who up and blue. Uh-huh. Pop it for a nigga, pop it for a nigga. For you, Sajin gonna get it, Sajin gonna get it. She be rockin' for a nigga, rockin' for a nigga. For she Sajin gonna get it, Sajin gonna get it. I'm mad and she mad